0: What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Rare Chronicles brought to you by Cinemacreal.com. I am your host, David. I'm joined with today my daughter, Harley, Mr. Jack Renaud. How are you? I am doing good
1: today. Always fun to do this new. Idea that I pitched to you that you seem to have taken quite a fancy to, and an idea that was pretty spur of the moment. And I think it's going to be a good end product despite its short cycle time.
0: I agree. And Mister Hunter Friesen, yeah. hello,
2: happy to be back after a week off. You guys went to New Jersey to celebrate some Sopranos. Now, now you're back to Hollywood.
0: Absolutely. And. Coming here for the first time on a non horror episode, I think. Uh, Mr. Rory, welcome welcome back. Hello. Yeah, Thanks so for having
1: me back, guys.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be a fun episode. Uh like like Jack said, this is very I watched some stuff this week and I said, Hey, this actually feels like a fun way to bring back the tears. So today we are going to look at movies about Hollywood, movies about the industry, and we're going to tear them up into uh s a b c d f uh i will preface this i we did have to stretch to get some stuff in f tier because this is uh very top heavy but it's going to be a fun one nonetheless uh before we get into that let's get into some of the news of the week uh usually i bypass these on the um news but it can't go on without mentioning the passing of car weathers apollo creed uh who passed away at seventy six on thursday uh i a lot of people have been talking about this week about some of the, uh, their favorite Carl Weathers roles. Uh, uh, Jack, what about you? Let's. Do you have a favorite? And I, I have a feeling I know what it is, but I'm just going to ask anyway. What's your favorite Carl Weathers?
1: What, what, okay, what do you think it is, Dave?
0: It's Happy Gilmore. You had to take a guess. It's Happy Gilmore or... I I don't know this much about this specific like property, but if he was like, for some reason in the SpongeBob universe, you're going to go with SpongeBob.
1: (laughs) I mean, he would fit like a glove in the SpongeBob universe. (laughs) Honestly, you're not far off because obviously I love him as Apollo Creed and Happy Gilmore and everything. But the one role, uh, our, our good friend, Hugh posted a like tribute reel to him. And there was one thing that I forgot he was in, uh, I forgot that he was in regular show in what is one of like my favorite <laughs> like sequences in the entire show. And once I remembered that, I just had a big laugh and then just got really sad because that just... is. I'll have to send you the clip, Dave. But it is maybe the hardest scene in animation history. Uh, he plays like the king of basketball and has this insane entrance uh, to uh, their like universe or whatever. But no, he he did a lot of stuff that I love and I loved him in everything that I saw him in
0: for sure Honey, know what about you what do, what do you have
2: unfortunately once this news passed uh news happened that he passed I really looked at his film roles and noticed I hadn't seen many movies he's actually been in so almost by default was Happy Gilmore because I've seen that movie so many times and as someone who plays a lot of golf in my life, that is something that gets quoted maybe every other round I play some way or some form. So (laughs) if you got a legacy like that in my life, that's pretty, that's a pretty solid life right there.
0: Rory, what about you? I saw your picture on uh, Facebook that uh, from when you met him a few years ago. Uh, What do you have?
3: Um, I mean, I'm going to be real simplistic with this one. Rocky is one of my like favorite movies ever made. And, um, yeah, that one. I don't know. That one hit me in the face when I when I read that he passed. That 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 one hurts.
0: Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm with when, you. I
4: mean,
3: yeah, when I when I met him, he was like everything you want him to be. He just had like a very like larger than life thing about him. So yeah, it's, it's, it's it sucks that we lost him. But yeah, Rocky and uh, <laughs> definitely a lot of Rocky three for sure. He's, I, he's fantastic.
0: Uh, um I I'm going to be very basic as well in CoSign Rocky. Uh I yeah. I think he's pretty damn great and and everyone he's in even Rocky 4 when he goes down. Uh I do want to give a shout out to Predator cuz he, he, he,
1: he I was no. going to say he mm-hmm. he will additionally be mortalized for one of the all-time great memes of the two muscular arms shaking. Mm-hmm. Uh that was something that... Like
3: that when i met him he still was like huge you know what i mean like i felt like i was like this stick figure next to him
0: <laughs> and shout out to john mctiernan for even thinking of shooting that shot because that is an <laughs> all-timer uh and i did not know he was in close encounters of the third kind so shout out to that oh what Yes. Oh! i mean i i'm not oh, doubting yeah. it i'm just I just
2: saw the movie like three months ago, and I don't remember him now. He
0: plays a character named – so I don't know if this is just a throw, huh. throwaway – MP officer. So maybe he's just some guy in a shot. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard that before. You I'm going hmm. to look look this. And then his last – First, sure
3: he was credited as the spaceship as well, right? Wasn't he also the
0: – I mean, He's and... pretty big. And then the his last film role was oh. in 2019 with uh, Toy Story 4. He played Combat Carl in Toy Story 4. <laughs> oh uh, sure.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't have much role in Close Encounters. This is barely a character. Oh okay, but which yeah, is weird he's, because this was right after Rocky. I mean, I know they could have filmed it, you know, simultaneously or whatever, but like, it's a nothing role
1: after Rocky. Huh.
0: Uh, who won the supporting actor award that year?
1: In seventy six,
0: yeah, wasn't that
1: like, I wasn't that the guy who won like twice in a row, like bards? I think so,
0: because
1: Maybe. It, it might it might have been because I know you won in seventy seven. And Christopher Walken, one seventy eight. So
0: because that's right there, and he's really great in Rocky. But that's another conversation. I think,
1: Burg- I think Burgess Meredith was. Oh yeah, he was not actually Br- up for it. That is true. He it that was, yeah.
0: that would have been a good win there too. Uh, but yeah, he yeah. definitely will be missed. Uh, moving on, uh, Quentin Tarantino has one more movie. Brad Pitt's going to star in it. Uh, yeah, this is pretty pretty dope. Yet, yeah. pretty dope. Pretty uh, dope. <laughs> I don't I don't see any. Do you think he's playing the lead? Because it hasn't really been confirmed.
2: Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I almost, I almost would feel like they would announce he's the lead if he was
0: the I lead, but so that's too. just that's pure speculation. I kind, I, no I, I kind of want, it all. I kind of want it to be a no name.
4: I can yeah. see
3: that. Yeah, like somebody that you've never seen in a movie before. I think would really make it have like
1: a thing about it.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, and then I have think...
1: all the stars be the supporting. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, the the titular character be a no name. Yeah. That, seems, I mean, that if, doesn't seem outside of the realm of possibility. If there's
2: anything Tarantino could do is get a supporting actor Oscar for somebody. He's <laughs> done so yeah, three awesome, times man. already.
0: <laughs> so who do you think it'll be this time? So he's got his whole crew. Like Travolta's going to be in this. Sam- Samuel Jackson's going to be in-, in this. I think he's bringing everyone back. Watch it just be like, Um. oh, my God. Why am I drawing a blank in Glorious Bastards? Uh. Well, uh, Christoph Watts. Why'd you just be Christoph Watts again? And he went to third, o- third supporting <laughs> Oscar. Uh, but yeah, i
2: play probably- <laughs> with that.
1: I love that. If, if he gets announced, I'm inclined to just throw <laughs> him into my like Oscar it's, 5 at that given moment.
2: It's just hard because like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has so many people, but they some, a lot of them just show up. Which That's is fine. True. Like, you, you would have thought Al Pacino would have a little more screen time than he does, but he kills it. So it's like, hey, I ain't complaining.
0: Yeah, I've. <laughs> we're going to mention Pacino a little later too, I promise. Sorry. Uh I did
2: specifically for you I could mention <laughs> of other actors in that movie.
0: Uh some more news on some more casting. Uh, Tiana Taylor and Alana Haim are going to be cast in or have been cast in Paul Thomas Anderson's new film which is currently filming as we speak and Leo looks quite unique with that whatever he has going on with his facial hair in that movie. I don't know. Have you guys seen the pictures yet? No. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it 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 looks quite uh it's something. But yeah, good to see Alana Alanaheim back in a PTA because I loved her in, in Licorice pizza. Uh and then the last bit of news is I think maybe for more Rory and me, but I I if you guys haven't seen the trailer to Long Legs, uh have I can't wait for this. This looks like horror up my alley. Rory, did you get a chance to see this?
3: No, I've been I've been pulling back on trailers a little bit because um I've I've been I've been noticing a trend where there's these trailers I watch and they give away a bit this, too much. This but, doesn't.
0: This doesn't give anything no. away. As okay. a matter of fact, it's three trailers, uh, two two teasers spread over the past like few weeks, and then the full teaser trailer came out this week. And it it looks like right up our alley horror wise. Awesome. So, yeah, highly recommend mm-hmm. you checking it out. Hunter and well, Jack, did, did you check it out? The tra- Did you guys check out the trailer for this?
1: I did not see it.
0: Oh, uh, I.
2: I Love the trailer for it. This was a movie that was on my long list of 2024 movies, and now it's like, I was like, Dune is like the only movie I'm genuinely excited for the next like four or five months. So this is now it's like number two. I'm like, wow, this because I really loved uh, Oz Perkins' last movie, the 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 Handsome Gretel one he made. I actually thought it was pretty good. So. Uh, oh, that's that, that's Oz Perkins.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh,
3: that's great. Did, yeah. What was that one that he did on Black Coat's Daughter? Did you see that? I
2: did. I have not seen know. that one yet. I do want. I do want to now.
3: That's a fantastic movie. He's he's great.
0: So I, I think this will be right up your alley when you see the trailer. It's uh, and I actually, it's funny you mentioned that Hunter because I feel like I'm one of the only people that saw Gretel and Hansel back in what well, about?
2: That was January 2020. So that
0: was a that's a forgotten time period at this point. Back when I saw
3: that, and I remember we both loved it.
0: I think I went three stars on it too. So I didn't I didn't hate it. I was. But I'm very interested in this. Nicholas Cage playing a serial killer is kind of all I need there. That should be, <laughs> yeah, should, yeah, should be a fun one. Uh, let's get into what we watch. That's all the news that I have for the week. Jack, what do you got for the for us this week?
1: Um. Well, I guess I'll start with one of the movies that we'll be touching more on today. Uh, The Player. Um, uh, which I had never actually seen and. I'll just say that I really liked it and I'll save my kind of more in-depth thoughts for later on. Awesome. Uh, but watching a bit of South Park uh, Just after um, I re-listened to the musical draft and forgot about the bigger, longer, uncut pull. So I went back to some of the show. Always a good laugh. Uh, hasn't aged as well and is as funny as I remember it being as a kid, but that's probably because I was a kid, but there's always new like pop culture stuff that I can appreciate. Uh, And then the last really big thing that I saw, uh, kind of a light week, uh, Dave, I'm so stunned you haven't seen this, particularly because Hunter and Helmer both have, uh, and I am especially shocked because of how much you've recommended JFK to me, but you have not seen the other very significant courtroom cooker, that being Judgment at Nuremberg. No, I have not, yeah. Man... I I watched that and instantly just Maximilian Schell, I started as like, who is this guy? Like, I never heard him, but he won the Oscar, and instantly just up among my favorite winners. He's unreal, and everybody else around him is doing insane work. Uh, and a movie that I just think has aged really well and continues to be one that I think people should see and hasn't aged at all really in the slightest, and Really gripping for three hours, which I did not realize mm-hmm. it was until, like, halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah,
2: it, hey, Judy's Garland is it, just showing up, though.
1: Mm-hmm. It, and, which is sad, because that was the West Side Story year, and I obviously can't just be, like, dang. And what sucks even more is that that's, like, for me, more on this in a couple months, but, like, that's maybe my favorite stretch of Best Picture winners, like, Ben-Hur, mm-hmm. The Apartment. West Side Story, Lawrence of Arabia. So I guess push it off three, two years. Have it duke off with Tom Jones.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, that'd Tom be better. Jones. We could. <laughs> Is it streaming anywhere, Jack?
1: Uh, I watched it on Ludo TV actually. Okay, so, cool. There you I, go. I promise, yeah, I, you, will, you'll, I will watch it. You have to, do, to you'll dis- deal with some ads, but I'm, I'm. It would probably be worth the Blu-ray pickup, also. Can't imagine I, it's that crazy. I'm
0: actually easy. literally going to Amazon as we speak. <laughs> I, 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 I will fix this. I will fix this this week. I promise you guys. Uh, Hunter, what about you? Uh, speaking of Best Pictures,
2: I'm plugging away still. Like I, I think I've been saying the same thing for two months now. Actually, when I introduced this segment. Um, well, since I haven't gone these last few weeks, I get extras to do. Not that many. Oh actually. yes. Uh, I watched Grand Hotel which was actually great uh, honestly, because when you hear a 1930s movie that got no other nominations besides Best Picture you go, eh, okay, but I-, I actually thought it was really good it's incredibly well filmed, it's got a lot of long takes I- Joan Crawford in that movie is absolutely hilarious and fun, so it's a- it's really good, and then I watched Marty, which was <laughs> absolutely amazing <sighs> Y'all trying to come at me with these two-and-a-half, two-star, three-star ratings. I was like, what the hell? You guys are Ugh. wrong. It's <laughs> so good. So good. It, I mean, it's literally... They had this, and then they're around the world in 80 days. There's no like sensible shift between that one. I mean, <laughs> great character. Patty Chayefsky's script is so good. It's just a really... Movie where I... Notice like when there's a decision he has to make like three quarters way through the movie i was like i am like gripping my seat and i was so invested in the character at that moment that's crazy
4: uh,
2: i did the hurt locker which was good but i kind of expected a lot more honestly from it because it's an iraq war movie and it's exactly like the other ones where it's like war is hell man war is a drug it's crazy and i'm like i, I... If you want best picture, I would expect it a little more, but it's really well done.
0: Zero she is actually way better. I was actually going to say she made her rifle best picture winner, which did not win. Yeah. Uh, a couple which of years was, later,
2: <laughs> taking you know Middle East war on terror, doing a unique angle on it. I'm like, okay, I really like that. So uh, again, another one where false advertising was ordinary people. Well, that's fucking <laughs> great Ugh. as well. Sorry, Marty. It, it, Marty as in Martin Scorsese. I don't think it was her year. I just, you know, would have done it any other year. He probably should have won Best Picture, but not that one.
0: I do think though, if if the director at hand was not the director at hand, that that doesn't win Best Picture. I think that yeah, had to they, do a lot with who, like, not just of the quality in terms of just we need to give, we need to we need to do this, give the actor turn director the Oscar type of deal.
2: I also do think it's the best movie out of all those nominated. Oh my god, I think I think it's so good. Timothy Hutton supporting actor when he has
4: the
2: screen time of anyone else, but whatever. But he's so good. Judd Hirsch is great, Mary Tyler Moore, Donald Sutherland not getting an Oscar nomination, hmm. Ah, Stupid, stupid. But great movie actually. I love the score. It's not a it's 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 just one song, the but they use it again and again. It works every time and then i watched argyle which there you go
4: it's, it's,
0: I, I i haven't seen it and i skipped my press screening um it is the reveal even fun like i don't expect it to be good but is the reveal uh, it,
2: i um i guess the reveal beforehand oh, because
0: damn it it's one which, of
2: those and there's a line early on in the film that like gave it away from for my theory it backed up my theory so for the next hour and a half i was bored and i think it's just a just a cheap crap it's a netflix original they bumped up to like theatrical and it's like yeah that's about i mean it's apple but like it's just a streaming garbage movie that they made into a big budget one and it's it's not good at all it's really not good like it's like if heart of stone got a huge theatrical release last year and no one cares
0: just, i don't know i don't know about you my friend but i'm i'm just waiting I for love ma-
2: seeing, uh, the, the terms
3: <laughs>
4: streaming garbage <laughs> yeah
2: i saw a comment like on twitter it was like this is what netflix originals are when they like when they say like oh so many people watch this movie it's like no but when you have to actually force people to pay for it go to a theater and what that they don't turn out they just
0: don't i don't know about you hunter but in seven days i have madam web can't wait Uh, that's gonna change 2024 and then uh we have I have Madame Web and Dune, I believe, in the same week, so that should be that should be mm-hmm. a, a fun few days of 2024. But I I will wait on Argyle. Thanks for thanks for doing the the Lord's you, work there, or you could just not. not <laughs> I, I mean, of
2: mid credit That's stupid. Just it, stupid.
0: It How lost me. It, it lost me when I got my press invite, and I got my press invite like in. Late December for it, and then I saw the runtime on it, and I'm like, "Oh no, fuck you, fuck you, no fucking way!" I'm sitting through th- two and a half hours of this shit. Uh, but uh, what about you, Rory? Anything you want to highlight?
3: Um, last weekend I saw Past Lives, which I, mm. I keep describing as being like overwhelmingly beautiful. Yes. Like that—that's a movie that I didn't watch right. a lot of trailers for, and I was just like delighted by it um the very next day we went and saw the re-release of the wizard of
0: oz and that's
3: just fun to see that movie um i think we just like talked about it afterwards for like three hours
0: have you seen and i talk about it with these guys off the air (laughs) and i and i know you i think i know you a little a little well now rory from our conversations over the past year tell me you've seen return to oz Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, great. The the ring movie? the movie horror movie? No no, the... no, 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 no. That You have not what seen was it. What that one? Oh, that's like Oz the that's Great gar- the That's role, garbage. Right? That's garbage. I'm talking about the 1980s 1980... movie. Yes. Yeah, yes. I saw that.
3: Yeah, yeah. That movie. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I got a little confused with all the multiple Oz movies that are out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, that movie is like top-tier horror, man. That movie's top tier horror. Right? I, I want these guys to see it so much. Mo- and we're doing a Wizard of Oz episode in a few, I, I think a few months. So I'm going to push them to see Return to Oz because it's on Disney Plus. So no excuse oh, not God. to see it. On oh, Disney, Disney Plus? Yeah. Dude, it's, it, it, Jack, I, I don't, I think it's, I actually do think it's a good movie. Like, I don't even think it's like me pushing cheese. I think you're going to, you're going to watch this and you're going to be like, how the fuck did this get greenlit for children? It is bananas. Uh, but yeah, anything else, Rory?
3: Yeah, I, I yesterday I did um I did a double feature at the theater. Um, I reached deep into my pile of let's just get it over with movies, and um finally got around to seeing Aquaman. Um, <laughs> two months, and it's just like every week I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the week, and then it's like, oh, American Fiction's in. I'm gonna go see that. But I finally got it over with, and um. <laughs> I don't know if I'm better for it, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it was still not something I would say, you know, rush out of your house to go see. But later on that night, yesterday, we saw um, Zone of Interest. Yes. Did you guys see that? Oh, yes. oh yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. That was so in like, my t-
0: that was in my top fifteen last year.
3: Yeah, dude, that movie like it it just drained me. Like that that was like such a powerful movie. There was. Something funny that happened though, because the theater right across from us was for Mean Girls, so we oh. got out at the exact same time as a packed theater for Mean Girls. So like, all the people are leaving their theater and they're all in pink and they're just like talking about how much fun they had. And then we walk out and we're all
2: like tears in our eyes and like just. <laughs> it's so, a
3: like, real,
4: real
2: Barbenheimer, <laughs> pretty much. Honestly, it's just a little different. It's, did that, that
3: sound design in that movie is like it it's it, 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 it's like little knives that cut you. It's awful.
0: Did Becca I, like you know, it? Did...
3: Yeah, we again, like I went with a uh, group of my friends to see it and we just like just dissected it for like two hours. We were supposed to be somewhere and we were super late because we were just standing in the lobby of the theater just talking about that movie. It's I, I recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. So it's definitely one of the better ones from last year.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Alrighty, so for me, uh, I've officially done with every Best Picture winner. I saw, hey, hey, hey. I saw Man for All Seasons, which surprisingly hey. I, I liked yes. way more than I thought I would. Uh, the That's way. I, true. And history. Robert Bolt, we trust. The way yeah. I described it to Jack, the first cup, the first like forty-five minutes completely had me. The middle was a fucking chore, and then it brought me back in with the courtroom stuff. Like I was, I was fully all in.
2: It's, it's it, you know, you got Orson Welles to start out, and he's doing some good shit, and then Robert Bolt comes in and really like elevates it or re-energizes it, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I, w- I I got sorry, Robert Bolt, Robert Shaw, my bad, my Robert Shaw.
0: I gotta say I wish I finished with the man for all seasons because then Yeah. Oh my god. All right, here we go. So uh I saw Cavalcade. Uh terrible. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I I'm sorry. Is I, it is good. I love that the poster says the picture of the generation on it. It it is ah. It is <laughs> <laughs> It's
2: the most like Wikipedia entry movie I've ever seen. It's like of all the, it's it's just
0: like and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. <laughs> it's so yeah. fucking boring. It's so yeah. fucking boring. And then, um, knowing what was yeah, what was there? It's it did the, yeah. The, 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 the Titanic it wasn't joke.
1: even there. It wasn't even dominated. <laughs>
0: uh, what what else was there? They we would have we would have gone with. Uh, was uh, Robin was Robin Hood there?
1: No, that was thirty
0: eight. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I think like li- there was a version of Little Women that came out that sure, year. Sure.
0: Go with that. Yeah. yeah. Go with that. Um, I saw The Life of Emil Zola, and oh, man. That's. Yeah. Well, yeah How'd how you feel about how, that's, that? Um,
1: what, that's one I'm still yet to get to.
0: I, so. I, I ended up on two and a half. Uh, the way I've. My letterbox said a whole lot of Zola for a whole lot of Nada. I, I was not really. <laughs> not really too into it uh then i saw cimarron i will say the cimarron i i blame myself and i probably think i'd probably go end up on three stars if i watch it again i don't think it's terrible i do think that because this was the book was written by the same writer of giant i kind of expected the same level of quality and it was not so that was my own fault uh and then i'm i i I agree with everything Hunter said on his review on this next one, but Broadway Melody I actually did quite enjoy. Like When I saw that I was like, What? How did you um, it, like it It,
1: it, it did get the boost of coming after like it those did. Other it 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 so. it did.
0: bit that I little bit of that
2: does bit of a little
0: then I went on the Chazelle run, uh, and Chazelle's great. run little bit great. great, great. La La Land's great. great Man's great. Whiplash's great. Uh. Lala I should have won Best Picture. Just want to put. I I, I just repeat it every time I, I, I see it. This is a Rory and I may vibe on this because I think he sometimes likes the same like genre level movies that I like. Uh, I saw this 1992 movie directed by Jonathan Kaplan, starring Kurt Russell, Ray Liotta, and uh, uh, I can't remember the, the female lead on it, but called Unlawful Entry. Rory, have you seen that? No. Oh, good. Dude, It's it I think you'd love it. So basically, Ray Liotta, this is right after Goodfellas, Ray Liotta plays a cop who becomes obsessed with with Kurt Russell's Madeline Stowe. That's the the female lead. He becomes obsessed with uh Kurt Russell's wife who's Madeline Stowe in the movie. Ironically, her name is Karen, so he had a real big thing for in the early 90s for women named Karen <laughs> in movies. Uh it's very genre-based, very Trophy, but I, I had a great time with it. And then... Unlawful entry, entry. It's on Peacock right now. Old. And then I saw... I re-subscribed to the Criterion channel, uh, and I re-watched Lynch Oz, which is a David Lynch documentary about uh, how his films are all connected to The Wizard of Oz somehow. And for any David Lynch fan, I think it's very interesting. I, I, I don't think it really... It's not a great documentary by any stretch, but it does it does open some the floodgates on some ideas like Mulholland Drive specifically being connected to the Wizard of Oz is very it's very interesting how they dissect that in there. And then uh, Twin Peaks as well, which is near and dear to my heart. And then I
2: weird it it took us a half hour. We've mentioned every Wizard of Oz movie there ever is basically. And then somehow some
0: way we've done it. And then the Muppets was revived. There you go. Yeah, the last three. um, I I don't know why I do this to myself of trying to watch every movie Al Pacino's been in. Uh, I saw this movie today uh, called "The Son of No One" from 2011, starring Shannon Tatum, Al Pacino, Julia Benoche, Katie Holmes, Ray Liotta, Tracy Morgan. You'd think that at least that would be decent. does Ray Liotta play a cop? He does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> and you he guys plays cops. He always and, does. And you after, guys after Goodfellas, you guys are never gonna see this. So I can spoil it for you. He ends sure. up being the you know kind of the villain in the end too. So uh, kind, kind of a cop. Yeah, yeah, kind of in a way. Uh, Al Pacino's on the poster. He has like ten minutes of screen time, and that pissed me what's the his, fuck what's, off. What's his like? What's his role? He plays a cop. I the, the funniest part about it is that he plays a cop in 1986, right? And then uh Shannon Tatum's character is a kid and he commits two murders in 1986. The movie then fast forwards to 2000 uh I think 2002 or 2003. Al Pacino's character was like in his sixties in 1986, and he's still in the sixties in 2002. Looks exactly the same. Does like, not it doesn't look. I think he just combed his hair differently. Uh, hi, Highly do not recommend it. It's fucking awful. And in the last two, I finally have completed every Jonathan Glazer movie. Um,
2: what the, the, the four he's done?
0: The other two, because I, 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 uh,
2: I mean, they're they're probably good.
0: Uh, Sexy Beast is fucking great. I I really enjoyed it. It's a basically a a crime drama film. I thought it was really damn good. And I believe I that
4: in film
3: school.
0: Did you I like it? My,
3: uh... Yeah, yeah. It, I remember um, I was the only person in my class that did though. <laughs> I think I turned around and everybody was sleeping.
0: It's <laughs> very it's very different than The Zone of Interest. I'll say, and Under the Skin. I I will I will say that. Uh. Ben Kingsley got an Oscar nomination for this too, which is
3: yeah. yeah. He's awesome in that.
0: And then I saw uh Birth, which I I hated like every every <laughs> second of it. I That's that's what I've heard everyone uh, either loves it or they hate, absolutely hate it. My like, Letterboxd review says Reincarnation feels boring in a place like this. Nicole Kidman is is the lead in the movie and I movie's fucking I think it's so tedious. It's so boring. I don't feel that I, I I've read some I went into it reading some of the good reviews from some some people that we know, and I don't understand what movie they saw. I don't think Nicole Kidman's actually good at it in it at all. I think she's just running through the motions. But
3: don't I, mean me, Dave. But I remember seeing that in the theater, and I remember being like, I kind of liked it. I,
0: I would rewatch it. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs>
3: all kind of movie.
0: And for Jonathan Glazer, which I going into birth i've loved the three movies that he other uh, three movies that he directed so i was expecting at least if it's not great to be somewhere middle ground but i hated it completely uh and that's everything i got uh let's get into why we are here we are here to tear up the what would i say the movies about hollywood and the industry would that be the best way to to describe it jack
1: say so or movies that revolve around it not not everything we've submitted is fully about that but it at least is like the very significant backdrop and like vibe of the movie
0: and since this movie this this uh tier is about the hollywood industry as a whole uh we on this podcast talk about movies all the time so i did want to i was gonna uh, <clears throat> I was going to save it to the end, but I did want to shout out Hunter and Jack for our, I guess, first posting. I put us on Good Pods last month, and in our first month, we have hit number 31 in the top 100 Indie Film History podcast, number 49 in Film History podcast, number 86 in Indie Film Reviews, and number 90 in Indie Film History. So good job, guys. Just wanted to give you guys a little shout out there.
2: Uh, I, I like the run film history though because I do feel like we yeah, actually do cover we, that,
0: which is good for sure. So the preface, the I want to preface before we we do this that we all of us submitted some movies here because Jack had to create the images for this, and we are going to tier them. The way we're going to do this is we're going to cap S tier at five movies. Do you guys agree with that?
4: Yeah, have,
0: that's fine.
1: We have thirty six total. If I'm correct. Which, which
2: is hard because there's like four at the top of my mind that go in there. I'm like there's probably uh-huh. one. <laughs> now here's <laughs> my. That's that's fun. That's here's fun.
0: my question: Do you want to cap A as well at ten?
1: We'll will we'll figure that out as we go. I think I think we I think we'll that we can we'll be like it's looking pretty skewed. We'll move stuff down.
0: And I do know we have some crossover anyway, so yeah. I think what we can do is each one of us will go with through our list and if there's any crossover obviously we'll remove them from our list do you want to do do you want to do it that way just jack have the pictures around i was gonna
1: say i already i already have all the pictures of all the lists here okay yeah so let's
0: do that let's go let's go through your order the way you have it
1: all right so i have organized them i'm pretty sure I, i checked the dates and everything and i'm pretty sure it's all uh chronologically by release date so That's we're going to start old first go to the new which if i am correct our first movie to discuss is sullivan's travels so, so
0: have you which I, I i
1: have not seen that was, i believe that was your submission gonzo
0: have any anyone else seen this
1: i have not actually but i i know it is a great movie that i've heard
2: Many people I love talking about it, it highly. It's it's been on my watch list for like five years now and I still have not gotten
0: to it. So yeah. Roar, what about, what about you? Have you have you seen it? I have not.
4: Oh boy. <laughs> okay. So what do you want to do so, here?
0: God so damn, we gotta
1: get, get, get insufficient <laughs> evidence here, but I mean yeah. I, I I believe you in that it's So a, basically like...
0: the movie is so it's directed by Preston Sturgis and it came out in nineteen forty one. Uh starred Joel McCrae and Veronica Lake. Uh, Shout-out to Veronica Lake, just period. Uh, So basically the movie is a – I'll read the the premise uh, verbatim. So it follows a famous Hollywood comedy director who, longing to make a socially relevant drama, sets out to live as a tramp to gain life experience for his forthcoming film. Along the way, he unites with a poor, aspiring actress who accompanies him. So basically it is a – it's a straight up comedy, but it's also based on a the title's a reference to Gulliver's Travel, the 1726 novel by, by satirist Jonathan Twist. So there is a level of Hollywood satire here. I it's hard to talk about it without spoiling it, but I do think it does the I If you guys had seen it, I'd kind of fight for S tier, but because I'm the only one that had seen it, I do know Joel McRae and Veronica Lake are phenomenal in it. I do think it's we can leave it in A tier for now, and then we could go back to it if some if we run out of space in A tier. But I'm perfectly fine putting this in A tier. Well, we we got S tier right coming up. It looks like yeah, today. yeah. No, so yeah, I already yeah, see I it. Wait, let's
2: let's, let's not let's not let's, let's not on. overload S tier
1: uh, <laughs> unless somebody has.
2: So the
0: the a, next
1: a significant.
0: So I'll I'll kick it off. The next movie is Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard's in my top fifteen favorite movies of all time. I think Sunset Boulevard is the. Best portrayal of the Hollywood system for the idea of what Billy Wilder did during that era, I think was very risky for him to do, especially since he I mean, he was a huge name anyway, but basically talking about what the Hollywood system did to the silent film actors of the era was pretty ballsy at the time. And I think I think the screenplay is my favorite ever. I'm glad it at least has that Oscar. Uh, Gloria Swanson is <sighs> chef's kiss. I uh, should have won the Oscar, but that's another conversation for another time. Yeah, I think this movie is Billy Wilder's best, and I think it's p- a perfect movie, and I'll let you guys cook now.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I agree with everything you said. It's one of one of my favorite screenplays. I'd say it's my second favorite Billy Wilder movie. of uh, My favorite will actually be discussed on a later episode here to come. Uh, But no, I think in terms of movies about Hollywood, it just kind of does a good job of, like, encapsulating, like, the industry, but also, like, commenting on it as well. And it's not just, like, you know, look how cool Hollywood is. And, you know, we've talked that it maybe the depiction of Hollywood might have rubbed some Oscar voters the wrong way as such, uh, but... That's all just speculation. But no, regardless, for me it's uh, one of my favorite movies ever and an easy S tier.
0: Mm-hmm. Hunter, you as well.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely it'll be an S tier. I do love that
2: yeah, the Gloria Swanson playing a silent film actress who in real life she was a silent film mm-hmm. actress as well. So there's that just level of like just multiple layers in that performance and in this movie it speaks to both you know, like you said, as in silent movies and how they affected the industry and how the, as we'll get into a lot of these movies, how sound altered the Hollywood industry. So It's a great examination of that from a more personal standpoint rather than the business.
0: What, a, what about you, Rory? S-tier for you as well?
2: I hate that movie.
0: <laughs> you're a liar.
3: No, I'm kidding. No, I, <laughs> you're I, a liar. You're like like top 10 probably for me, like favorite movies. Um, yeah. even, even when I was learning... Um, about like screenwriting that was one of the ones i'd always pull just to kind of be like how is this supposed to be structured and it was always like that and like shawshank um movies like that but yeah like you guys said it nicely it's just like one of those um you know there's something kind of beautiful about it something very tragic about it and just like the commentary on hollywood and how it just kind of like uses you up and then kind of spit you out and and then you're kind of just like left with the ghosts of your former self like that's
0: very powerful stuff there.
3: And as I've so, grown,
0: yeah, and I saw this movie, weird. I saw this movie when I uh, late teens, early twenties. And I, I think one of the things as I've grown older and I know older actors now, having Buster Keaton and other silent mm-hmm. film stars from the era as mm-hmm. like playing bridge, I'm like, oh, it's just like you're taking you're taking the meta ness to another level, and it, it really really works. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm glad this is like bona fide S tier.
1: All right. The next one, I have nothing to say on because I haven't seen it. This mm. was a submission of Hunters, I believe, and I'm not sure mm. who else has seen it. But the Bad and the Beautiful.
2: Cool. I mean, it is uh, very much the business side of Hollywood, to where Kirk Douglas plays a movie producer who really does stops at nothing to get his movies made and to get what he wants. He's pretty unscrupulous and all that, and it's basically three... Other characters that he's interacted with throughout his movie career life, and each of them tells a story of how, how much they screwed him over during a certain production. So one, it's a screenwriter, who actually that would be a spoiler. One's one's a director, one's a screenwriter, one's an actress, and each tell how the story of what happened on a movie they made with him, and it's the basically it gets at. You don't want to know how the meat is made in Hollywood and how your glorious pictures and films that have so much movie magic. They're all made through blood, sweat, and tears, and mostly because somebody's being an asshole to someone else. But there is an allure to it, and I think Kirk Douglas is absolutely amazing in this film. But I'd, I'd probably put in B tier. I think it's a, it's a good movie. I don't think it's great, but obviously... Yeah. has anyone else seen it i have not I'm,
1: I'm, I'm yet to have. i know it's uh it's directed by vincente manelli if i'm correct yes. so there, yeah. that's that's definitely a sign of quality the most most of the time so i'm definitely more inclined to believe you there mm-hmm. along with the cast and everything so yeah it's 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 i think it was
2: 52, 52 so like,
1: yeah okay so right after sunset
2: so another one of those words like the magic of the movie question mark
4: kind of not really
2: but and it was yeah it's 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 a great screenplay i think that's the number one thing of it and at the end there's kind of a not a twist ending but a kind of ending that really encapsulates the message of the film but i if no one else seen it i don't want to spoil it because it's a good movie
0: uh Roy, have you seen it no all
1: right no that's what i missed. Yeah, it's certainly one I'm dying to check out. But
0: this well, next one, speaking you can do, of 1952. Just, just put it up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of 1952, oh, ones that actually, the ones that do show the magic of movie making, <laughs> Singing in the Rain.
2: Yeah, this, this one's a nicer version of that. Basically, the Bad and Beautiful is the, the not so the glamorous version of how that, it goes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, sing, and, Singing in the Rain, I think this is, it's a masterpiece obviously it's also in my top 15 favorite movies of all time it's a i you know it's funny I, I look at singing in the rain i don't know if you guys agree i think it does what sunset does in a much nicer way
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah no. it's silent, silent movies the transition to it it's I, I like yeah they just not as an inconvenience but it's not like there's a joy to like a new way of making films they they accept and they Uh, revel in like okay now we can do it as a musical and let's have some fun with this and Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's that version of the story
1: and then all the scenes of them learning how to do like new movie kind of stuff result in some great sequences such as the Moses supposes number and all of that Um, (laughs)
0: uh what about yeah
1: for me too it's just one of my 10 favorites ever so Mm.
0: what about you rory do you hate singing in the rain as well
2: (laughs) 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 i cut your feed
3: (laughs) I actually have a club right now. We hate singing in the rain, so we oh, that, that's a shame. <laughs> it's, it's a downer, but you know, someone's got to get it out there. <laughs> no, I, no, I remember seeing that movie for the first time a long time ago, and I was just very captivated by it. You know what I mean? It's just very like, it's very iconic, and uh, there's something kind of hopeful about it. You know? So yeah, that's 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 definitely up there.
0: Awesome, for sure. I do so, think
2: it's also just one of the best comedies of all time. It's just so damn funny too.
1: Alrighty. Next, we have yet another movie from the nineteen fifties, one that features a very controversial non Oscar winning performance. 1954's A Star, in oh. the movie, featuring the great Judy Garland.
0: So, have, have am I the only one that has seen this, or have you guys seen it?
1: I've oh, seen I've, it i I've seen it a while back, so i have not the most confident in giving my take but I'm not going to hold you back from where you probably
2: I saw it the week before the Bradley Cooper film came out so I I really like this movie actually
0: I honestly think that, that me personally I think this is my favorite version of the story um and it also has the best performance out of any of the four or five versions of this movie. I think this movie... I, I, One, I think this movie is great. I think Judy Garland is incredible. It's such a... Travis- Do you know the story about this Oscar for her? This Oscar night for her?
2: Because she wasn't there. She... she was in the
0: hospital. She had just yeah. given birth. And I think she had given birth to Liza. And the they had a camera crew in Champagne because they were so confident she was going to win the Oscar. And obviously she, she lost to Grace Kelly, right? Yeah. yeah. No, country yeah. I, I want to say a, but I, I will be okay with B for the, what may be coming later. But I feel like for our final rankings, we may be able to move it to a, what do you think, Jack?
1: I think we could slot it in a, for the time being. I, yeah.
0: I don't th- my, my uh, one thing right now... I, I think
1: is, it could hang on... I think it could hang on in A tier. Yeah,
2: Like, it barely. Be,
1: but...
2: It'd be low A for me. Most it yeah. likely would be... Only because it is three hours long. And really <laughs> yeah. do. It is one of the movies where I'm like, it doesn't need to be three hours long. <laughs> it really doesn't. But it is good. I remember when I saw it, though, I saw it... Have you ever seen the one where they, like, added the scenes that they weren't able to film? as like, storyboards for some of the scenes I remember when I watched it. I don't remember. It was some restoration or something i don't i don't know it doesn't matter but it is like it, yeah it's way too long though but it's really yeah. good that's 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 just what i remember coming out of it like
0: and coming from hunter and not me it's a it's a yeah. breakthrough on the podcast today.
4: <laughs> i would really
2: watch it again i do want to watch it again at some point maybe in 30 years from the remake <laughs> of star whoever's doing it
0: uh Roy, have you seen this version of star is born
3: not in a very, very long time. So anything I say about this probably isn't going to be very helpful. <laughs>
2: okay, it say, it's time. not. It's not the most introspective about movie making. It really doesn't do a, well. She's mostly a singer and a. In she's in before. Mm-hmm.
0: This one, she's an actress, so she becomes. Okay.
2: Yeah. I was like, yeah. How she? Like, yeah, she, there's not much time on the sets and stuff. Not that that disqualifies it but yeah you know.
0: but she does it. she does she does win an oscar
2: that is true she does an oscar and that's pretty cool <laughs> the so.
0: the i will say um i know it's not on our list but i have seen the 1930s version and it would i don't think it would rank on our list but it's, it's also a solid entry as well
2: yeah i haven't seen that one or the barbara strides uh.
0: just... all right what do
1: you
0: what do you got next Jack? all right
1: next was a movie that I just found when I looked up Hollywood movies, and I thought about it and I was like, you know, after David submitted, a, or no, it was Rory that submitted another movie, I was like, I think this counts then, so gentlemen, where, where do we think about the Muppet movie? <laughs>
4: oh, well, uh, all right. Right. this is,
0: um, uh, that because i love the movie okay. i would be okay with it i'm thinking
1: i'm thinking of, of b tier
0: no i'm not talking about do you really does it fit though
1: it's like they're going to hollywood it's like a, another movie later on kind of
0: in the okay. same way
1: a comedy movie
0: mm, so i I, know, have,
2: the... I have not, i haven't seen it so i can't say anything
0: rory have you seen the muppet movie
1: and they're 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 being pursued by like that agent the whole time aren't they
0: I guess you're right. If I, remember,
1: just, if I remember correctly, yeah. I say you should add it. <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: yeah. It's just
2: right. because, yeah, I would allow it, just for the fun of it.
0: So yeah. I would put, because, I mean, me personally it would be A tier, but I'm not going to be, I am very biased on the Muppets. Uh, but no, <laughs> no, no, but no it, I'm, it's, I'm, cool. I'm
1: cool with that. But I'm fine with B tier. Okay, we'll, we'll put it here for now and just see what happens. All right. Next up, uh, we have... A David's suggestion, the stunt man.
0: Okay. So I I'm gonna
1: let you cook. I, I, I had not heard of this movie until you mentioned it. So
0: this movie I, I I think it actually is at it's at seventy three percent Orion tomatoes. So Basically, on the run from the police, Cameron crashes on the set of a Hollywood war movie. When he inadvertently causes a stuntman's death, the film's director Eli Cross, played by Peter O'Toole, decides to shelter Cameron from the cops if he as st- as long as he steps in as the as the stuntman's replacement. So that's basically the movie. So he's just, I don't really like this movie. So we didn't oh. <laughs> we did need movies to be on the lower end. I actually would put this in D tier. The only reason I don't put it in F-tier is because I think Peter O'Toole is actually really good in it.
1: I was going to say, that sounds like an interesting role from him.
0: I, so. I know I know, he got an Oscar nomination for it. So. it this oh, is nom- Dude, the movie was nominated for acting, directing, and I believe it was nominated for another category. Give me one moment. Let me look this up for you. So it was nominated for adapted screenplay as well. So it did receive three Oscar yeah. nominations. I <laughs> It's also, it go. I to piggyback off too long, it's two hours and 11 minutes. I feel like if this movie was a nice hundred minutes, I m- might be a little bit higher on it. Um, I think this is D tier, so we can move this to D tier. Uh, Ooh. It is a fun premise, though. I think the premise is really, really yeah. fun. It's uh, a great if, premise. I do yeah. think you guys should, maybe you guys will like it more than I did and Peter O'Toole alone may sell you guys on it. And like I said, I think he's very good. I think he deserved the Oscar nomination, but it's very, I was disappointed overall with the movie as a whole, especially just dealing with stuntmen in Hollywood. It's the first, one of the first ones I think to to cover that. So I thought it was kind of a disappointing uh, effort.
1: All righty. Well, next up, uh, I can't remember who exactly had this on their list, but one that is, Certainly centered around the industry, although the main story goes elsewhere. 1981's Blowout. Ah, yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm
2: watching that movie tonight. (laughs) It's playing in the theater near me. I'm going to go watch it. So uh, if we did this 24 hours later, I'd have something to add. Aurora, have
0: you seen Blowout?
3: Uh, Blowout is an exceptional movie. I think it's Brian De Palma's best movie. I agree. like a masterpiece if ever there was one. So much to the point that I was literally on eBay the other day just, like, pricing the original poster for it because, like, I could just love that movie so much. So that's whatever the highest possible tier you can throw that on.
0: <laughs> so for me, like, I think it's his best movie. My favorite De Palma is still Scarface, but I do think Blowout is his best movie in capturing – especially in capturing tension. So basically the movie is John Travolta plays a sound effects technician, and he accidentally records – and uh, a murder an assassination from a presidential candidate um, for his low budget slasher film and the whole movie just turns into a cat and mouse game and honestly does the movie does the movie really is really about Hollywood not completely but the guy works in the movie industry so I think Hollywood. this is what do you say Roy?
3: Hollywood adjacent.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And John Lithgow Lithgow plays a menacing villain in the movie. As yeah, well. it's
3: almost like a precursor to his Trinity Killer.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh a good pull. I do think also, and I won't spoil it for you guys, especially Hunter since he's gonna see it today. I think it has a really good bookend ending, and that's all I'll say on that. Uh because I know that Hunter's gonna Yeah, that ending is pretty, pretty intense. Uh I'm there's, good in
3: shot the end it like knocks the wind out of you it's yep. so good
0: i i hope you like it hunter i really do i think this is i hope so i think this is top tier to palma I, i'm good in a tier what do you think rory can, oh it's, yeah a
1: tier for sure put at the top because we we do have three slots left at the top. i gotta say
0: we're doing pretty well couple, on s tier we haven't really yeah. put that much in there so far
1: which we, we do we do have the the real heaters are yet to come i think or we had it was really like top and bottom heavy. And then the middle is kind of like more mm. where things are going to go. So next, uh, this is one that I said, I was surprised that, uh, I think I told you off the day. I was surprised that it took roar. It took till Rory for this one to get mentioned, but this was one that I also had in mind. Uh, who framed Roger rabbit? Mm. Uh, this is one that I think is like, it's, one that I think has a lot of character yet is still super kind of just matches the Hollywood feeling. Uh, And I think kind of along the similar lines of um, sunset Boulevard and also um, the, uh, the player, which we had to talk about, it kind of has like uh, kind of like a little bit of like a who's who kind of feeling of like the time, which I really liked about the movie. Um, And it's Bob Zemeckis that just, the peak of his powers, like in between Back to the Future and with soon to be Forrest Gump, so this is a movie that I really like, um, and I'm, I don't think we've talked about it before, Dave. I I love it? this movie. I,
4: okay, good,
0: good. I've loved this movie since I was a kid. Christopher Lloyd in this movie is terrifying as a watching this as a child. Uh, <laughs> as an adult, I think it really just captures an era of Hollywood that I love so 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 much the i, I bias s tier but if we're going to be fair i think this is definitely a tier and i think this is going to start having me think to move a star is born down to b tier if we're going to put this in a tier i think this is this is top top tier stuff for me uh rory what about you
3: um i, I remember i always I say this certain movies um not a lot of them can do this they're like movies that you can watch as a child and be entertained by and then when you get older you find all these other levels to it and it like enhances it i I think it's such a imaginative and clever and and just fun movie like that you know and and again iconic (laughs) um I, i i think that's like a tier stuff right there you know, like, when you guys, like, when, when this was opposed uh, to me, my brain immediately shot right to Roger <laughs> Rabbit. I don't know why. I don't know what that says about me as a human being, but these are the cards I was dealt.
0: No, I'm I'm with you. I love this movie. Uh, Hunter, have you seen this?
2: No, I'm gonna say, I've seen every Robert Semeckis motion capture bullshit, but I haven't seen this, so <laughs> that's that's not good for my <laughs> life. <laughs>
1: the what? Will, have Christmas a real- Carol Polar Express, that's it? Or- I've
2: I, all, all his. Welcome to Marwin's. The God. witches. <laughs> Polar Express. Christmas Carol. Crap. But I haven't seen this, and I, I, will. I guess. I on. Honor- like every other movie, I say I will, and I will like it. I, I no doubt will like it. I just.
0: And I'm looking. A question. I'm just for shits and gigs because I did want to believe I was right. Outside of the Back to the Future trilogy, I think this is my favorite Robert Zemeckis movie. Because I, I like Forrest Gump, yeah. but I'm not. Overly over, like, I'm not, I don't think it's the greatest thing. I, I think I'm very, I think it's a very Gen Z movie because a lot of Gen Zers that we know love Forrest Gump and they think it's the best thing since Sliced Bread. And I'm like, well, it's not even the, th- it's probably the fourth best movie in that lineup that year and in, in the best picture yeah. lineup that year. Essentially. So, Shawshank yeah.
3: Redemption lost to Forrest Gump, which
0: is weird. The can you, It's just a while thinking of like the idea that. Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption is in the same lineup at the Academy Awards like the travesty that we could have had one of those win Best Picture over fucking Braveheart it's, and then we, we yeah, got stuck true. with Braveheart it's, it's, yeah. it's something uh, save it save it for two months
2: from now yeah, or a certainly. month <laughs> and <laughs> then of course go off
0: and then the most underrated movie in that category is Quiz Show Quiz Show is phenomenal yeah. for anyone yeah, that hasn't so you, seen it
2: at least you give Redford respect for that one oh yeah, yeah I think that, that's, uh, Brett,
0: that's his best movie in my opinion directing wise but you know that's another conversation it,
2: it, it, Oh, it's a really good movie. I can't complain about that.
0: But, uh, but yeah, I, I, um, yeah, we can move forward. So, Roger Rabbit, A tier. Uh, mm-hmm. So the next movie you're bringing up, Jack, I actually I added it because I think it's does capture the industry. I actually hope any someone else has seen it because I actually haven't.
1: Okay, uh, I have not seen this movie, but it is undoubtedly my biggest blind spot from these filmmakers. Uh, that is Barton Fink. Uh, one that I know is possibly John Turturro's best performance, uh, which is an actor that I really like. So I need to get around to it. And I know that John Goodman is also stellar. But
0: anyone it, else has anyone else seen it?
1: I've not. Is that a Cronenberg movie?
0: No, that's a uh, Cohen brothers. Cohen brothers.
3: Cohen brothers. That's okay. That's what I was thinking of. Um,
2: no. <laughs> Shit.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm
4: saying He's, Yeah. Though.
0: So, I,
2: I honestly is to say it was on my list. I was like, I, I guess someone's probably seen it, and I really want to see. Uh, it. So, I, so I'm glad I was oh, the only no.
0: one. So I, no. think, I don't even know. I feel like we're we'd be given. I think it we when we see it, it probably will be up there for us just yeah, because we, of the you, premise. We,
2: we can't put it on there. No Yeah, I know.
0: So we That's can let, let's take it off.
2: Um, yeah. Sorry, I do really do want to see it because all the people who like have seen a lot of Cohen's movies have this like near oh, the, the
4: top.
3: No, all the all the Barton Fink fans just literally, like, signed off this podcast. As, like,
0: especially <laughs> for the next movie, which is, like, all me. Yeah,
2: this is you, Dave. <laughs> so this, I, I looked the most. I've never heard of this, this movie. This
0: movie fucking rocks, man. God, I hope Rory has seen it. It's, so it's called FX. Have you seen this movie, Rory? No. So, all right, I'm going to get you the... The premise, because there is also a sequel called FX Two, which also, <laughs> of course, also good. So Brian Brown stars in this movie. Who, for fans of Cocktail, is Cochlin, Cochrane's Law. So the movie is basically he plays Roland who is a special effects expert, and he's hired by the U.S. Department of Justice to stage the murder of a mobster about to enter witness protection, but complications arise when he is targeted for the murder himself. Meanwhile, an NYPD detective becomes suspicious of the circumstances of the case. So he's a special effects uh, guy on movies, so technically this is a, this kind of fits into the movies adjacent idea. It's essentially an action movie for the most part, but... Uh, I think it does show a side of the practical effects usage usage of the era. It came out in 1986, so that's why I did include it just for the idea of like, especially me that loves the practical effects of the 80s and the makeup of work of the 80s. That's why I included it on it. the movie is just a fun overall. I, I'm fine with it in like C. It would probably be B for me, but I'm the only one that has seen it. So I'm perfectly fine just leaving it in C. Uh, I highly, highly, highly do recommend it though. It's it's a very fun movie. And I think it actually is a, um, it's at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes too. So. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. The second one is not as good, but it's still like a fun movie. Fun little thing there. Uh so yeah, I if, am I the only one that has seen this? Yes. Okay. I so. uh,
2: I yeah, you don't even have
1: to ask me. <laughs> uh, but the next movie I believe we have all seen, and that is true as of last night, because it is Robert Altman's the player. Yeah. Uh this is looking like a it's looking I, like a high A tier for me. As I mentioned, I really like this movie. Uh I honestly I haven't seen Tim Robbins in a whole ton of stuff, like obviously Shawshank and Mystic River and a couple other things, but this was just a different performance from him and one that I really loved. Obviously, you also get um, maybe the biggest batch of cameos out of any movie on this list. The amount of people who are just playing themselves is insane, even people who don't even like draw attention to themselves, and then you realize, like, oh, that's that person in the background, but... No, and then on top of that, the movie itself just is a really smart script, uh, really gripping all throughout the end, and uh, one that I'm really excited to look back to. So I'm glad I was able to watch it.
0: Uh, This is S tier for me. I love this movie. I think this movie, we talk about satires and, and satires about the industry. I think this is literally it. And I also think it touches on the cutthroat nature of Hollywood executives as well.
4: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: and it does a good job of satirizing that. And shout out to uh Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie. <laughs> uh, he's pretty pretty fun in it. You know what it reminded me of, Jack? Um, especially the idea of, and, and I guess this is a minor spoiler, but stealing scripts. It reminded me of Fade to Black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I had I thought about that movie when I was doing when I was doing my scouring. I was like, well, it's not like about the industry. It's just like a video rental place. I think. Yeah, that's so why I didn't include it because that's party. a.
0: But yeah, I'm good. I'm good with S tier. I I would love it in S tier, but I'm good with A tier depending on what's coming up. Uh, Rory, what about you? Um, that
3: I-, I remember buying the Criterion for that. I didn't really know what the movie was, and again, just you know, you guys kind of said what needs to be said about it it's just a fantastic movie um so i mean again i i don't know how you guys feel about the s tier portion of it but uh i I would throw it on there hunter what about you we have left for that
0: we have three Three, spots left left in s tier yeah
3: i need one of them saved for a specific movie
2: (laughs) i think we could put s tier for now and just okay. just to give it that honor for at least most of the this, and then if, if it if it has to go, it has to go. It could be a top tier, eight tier. Because I do think it it deserves a spot in that kind of zone there. I mean, it starts off with Buck Henry talking about his sequel to the, the Graduate, Graduate too. which is, is so yeah.
4: Funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so and it's it is like Jack said. I think it is the movie with the most Oscar winners in its air quotes cast because it's a cameo part of the cast. But it's just one of those where it's it's so funny. Every cameo is. When in an age kinda now where we have our cameos aren't that fun anymore. and that in this movie they're so fun. Every single one is just great and smartly done.
0: To add that. to the
2: narrative of the film too.
0: And uh, did, uh blasphemy for saying this is my favorite Altman.
2: I mean it's I it's top so, tier Altman. So yeah, say, yeah, a yeah there's a lot, there's lot still, of people There's
1: no wrong around that. Probably just like be like, Oh yeah, okay. Don't understand. Uh all right. Uh, the next movie, one that centers around a movie, I'm so happy gets making uh, a making movie. yeah. This, just being, just put it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Being Tim Burton's Ed Wood.
0: Put that fucker in S tier, and that's not going anywhere.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen
2: it. It's like, I, you know
1: At some I, point, I, I, Rory have you. Um,
3: this is a fun fact. Whenever people at it's, it's impossible to answer what your favorite movie is, right? I always say this: the closest thing I have to a favorite movie is Ed Wood. Like it is one of like I I am so in love with that movie. Even like the the shoots that I've been on, um, cannot be completed unless we're quoting Ed Wood at some point. I just think that's like a perfect movie. It's just like there's so much heart in it, and it's I don't know. I I definitely the movie I think I may have seen the most.
2: Huh. I think I think that supersedes me not seeing it then. So, I, I you know, I'm not going to so complain. Watch Ed, watch Ed Wood. I you're will. Like, yeah. you're I, going,
0: I think it gives – and I mean, <clears throat> Rory said it best, but I also think it captures, at least for me, someone that watches like a lot of quote-unquote bad horror movies or whatever. I think it actually shows that even – when you're making stuff that may not be critically acclaimed, there's a lot of effort that goes into it, and I think mm-hmm. Ed Wood. I mean, he's a kooky fellow, but I think Johnny Depp in this movie is phenomenal. Uh, I think,
3: I don't, think I, I don't know if this is blasphemy or whatever, but I think it's his best movie. I uh, think it's him. Johnny best Depp. Movie.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 put it up there personally.
0: It's it it falls in line for me of. Best and favorite Batman will be always be my favorite Tim Burton movie, but Ed Wood is his best movie. I don't think it's close. I think it's the closest he got to the Oscars. I think because he's
1: he got Martin Landau an Oscar. So yeah. Uh, has he, yeah, has he directed anyone else
0: to an Oscar
2: since? I or? can't.
0: I can't think of anyone. No. I um.
2: Uh, well, uh, Sweeney Todd, I guess. Oh, that's true too. Oh, yeah.
3: I would also say with Ed Wood is that like if anybody is like looking to get into filmmaking, like that is like mandatory watching right there. Like that is just like, you know, having the right set of priorities when making a movie, you're doing it for the love of it. Even when everyone's telling you your vision is terrible, it's just like persevering through it and making your weird art, which I know some people say in real life, he was the worst filmmaker of all time, but I think it's interesting that we're still talking about him. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. there's great movies I see that I forget about 20 minutes after I see them. You know, what I mean, like ones that are made well, great acting, and you forget about them. People still talk about Ed Wood, so I think there's something to be said about that.
0: And I have seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. It's a Me bad too. movie, but I also think I have a very, I have a great time watching Plan 9 from Outer Space. And basically, yeah. Hunter, that's the movie that he is shooting within Ed Wood, uh, yeah. and the. The idea of him getting Bella Lugosi—that was kind of a big selling sure. point to try to make get this movie made. It's 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 a lot of good stuff in here, man. I I actually do think you really like it. Uh, I yeah, I I want this. I I will move the player down if needed to keep this in the tier. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, did. I think that'll probably end up being what's happening, knowing what's yet to <laughs> come. So we will do that in due time. But for now. I will let you guys talk about a movie that I have not oh, seen. yeah, this is
0: a fun one. Another from 1994. Mm-hmm.
1: This is Get Shorty.
0: Another movie that inadvertently is about Hollywood because it's essentially a, a crime film. But, uh, Roy, I'll let you cook on this one first. I, what are your thoughts on Get Shorty? Uh, I never saw it. Oh, you've never seen it? <laughs> I thought you've seen this. No. no. Hunter, what no, about you? you know? that's- I don't know if you
3: guys are starting to feel like this, but like, I'm sure you all feel like you've seen so many movies and then you do
2: lists like this and you're mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunter, have you seen yeah. this? It's actually in my top 100 all time. I really like this movie. I think it's one of the most fun movies I've seen in a long time. It makes me when I saw it, I was like, God damn it. I have to live in this era of John Travolta where he's just nothing <laughs> because he's so fun in this movie. He went this uh, and was, Pulp
0: Fiction back-to-back, back, and you're just like, uh, all right, he's fucking back, because he is so fun in this.
2: It's so good. This is such a fun movie about—yeah, it. Yeah, it's not—that's why I, I added it to the list, but I was like, it's not totally about Hollywood, but there's enough in it that you, it definitely would count, I think.
0: I agree, and if, if we're going to keep FX in here, I want to get Shorty definitely belongs in this list. Uh, it's
2: also like like the player it's very satirical of the industry where Gene Hackman plays the producer who's kind of sleazy a little bit and Danny DeVito's playing some egotistical actor and he's so funny as well it's
0: un- it's great un- i i say a tier what do you say hunter
2: uh, a tier for me cuz i love it but yeah i think it could go low a tier
0: uh, i do unfortunately we have another one in this franchise we're going to talk about a little later <laughs> I-
2: I can't say I I haven't watched it because everyone says it sucks. So, <sighs> I, so. I,
0: I I will wax poetically about that one. I
2: just <laughs> wanted someone watch it because I love Get Shorty, but everyone's like, just don't watch it. Hell yeah, okay. So,
0: oh man, I see Brady. what I see. What's next?
1: Yes, <laughs> up next is L.A. Confidential.
0: <sighs> uh, Hunter, you want to start on this one?
2: just done two s-tiers now really close we're, we're running out of slots anymore so uh la confidential is maybe my favorite i want to say crime movie but i i mean noir movie of course it's so good uh i mean russell crowe is being introduced to the world through this movie again danny devito's in the cast great cast i think it's both a little pulpy in its like era and having fun with it, but also serious at the same time, where it's mm-hmm. a really gripping mystery of murder mystery kind of thing, and corruption and everything in L.A. During, what, is it like the 40s, right? Or 50s? I think it's, like,
0: like, I think it's 30s or 40s. Yeah. yeah that's,
2: that's it, or 40s. It's something like that. Yeah, it's around that era, and it it really captures that vibe of Hollywood really well. I it, Again, one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Also captures, like, the idea of Hollywood corruptions with the police department, too. It's, uh, and, it's, yeah. yeah, I, I love this movie. I, I went, I went, when I was stupid and I didn't know anything, I was just like, oh, you know, this should have won Best Picture over Titanic. And I mean, in retrospect, that was an idiotic thing to say because of what Titanic did. But this movie is so, oh. it's, it, it's, it, it,
1: still walked away with like screenplay right it did it did and and uh, supporting supporting
0: actress yeah, uh
1: it's a, it's a good one a good
2: i think
0: i like hunter's mindset on on these things i think we need to put it in s tier because it needs to at least live there for a little while <laughs> so i yeah. am perfectly fine putting in s tier. but jack what are your thoughts on la i have i've not seen
1: it since <gasps> about 2017 since 2017 i've seen it like, okay a while okay. Back. Uh, okay well at least you've seen it yeah, uh, but no, I, re- I, I really, really liked it, uh, pretty much for all the reasons you listed, And it's one that I really need to go back to now, especially that I've become so much more enamored with classic Hollywood, that I it, think the vibe will just further is, further the belief that, that it should be up there. I think I
2: saw it in 2018, and it's one of those movies where I'm like, I have to watch this now, because I I I feel like I would get a lot more out of it, mm-hmm. having it's a lot of movies like that, where you watch it and you are like, I, I, "I should watch this now." I'd get a lot more out of it. It's like Sunset Boulevard, where I saw that probably twenty eighteen. I was like, "I was too much of a dumbass to totally appreciate it," even though I still loved it. So,
0: and while it doesn't, rem- it, while I am not, I don't mean to bring up this movie, but I just the case in general reminds me of, for some reason, the Black Dahlia case of that era. Okay, that's
2: true. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie either. That movie's
0: terrible, but the case is just a very mm-hmm. interesting that's case to read up on. Oh, Rory, what about you?
3: Um, yeah, stylistically it's it's a beautiful movie, you know what I mean, like it's I, mean, I remember watching it, and like I feel like all the images are kind of like being burned into my brain. <laughs> but um yeah, that's a that's a great film for
2: sure. So. That was it was always the movie, and I wonder why because there's a beautiful woman on the cover on the vHs cover at every like store i would like look at it like whoa what is this movie (laughs) and it's like yeah there's kim basinger right on the cover but also like murder mystery la cops and criminals i was like that looks cool and then
4: these things i like
2: (laughs) yeah it's that that was definitely the like when as a kid i was like this is an adult movie and then you watch (laughs) like yeah this
1: movie fucking rocks
2: (laughs) it's so good
1: Alrighty. Up next is a movie that Gonzo pitched that I had never ever heard of. Burn Hollywood Burn.
0: Well, I like to I like to give a shout out and I haven't logged it yet. Um I saved it for this. Um I shout out to JC because we were talking off the line. He wanted to join us today for the pod and I I mentioned like what are some really bad ones because we're top heavy and he suggested this and um you can you can move that down all the way to the bottom. Okay, so it's basically a it's an Alan Smithy film, "Burn Hollywood, Burn." So basically, it's a it's a mockumentary black comedy film. I I think the reason, and I think I am th- speaking for JC, I think why this movie doesn't work for us is because I I mostly hate mockumentaries, <laughs> so that's probably why it didn't work for me. So basically, uh, it stars Eddie Idle as a director unfortunately named Alan Smithy, a traditional pseudonym used in Hollywood for directors disowning a project. The film follows Smithy as he steals the negatives to his latest film and goes on the run. Yeah, that's pretty much... The movie... Here, here's a fun one. The movie cost $10 million. It made $59,000 at the box office.
1: Oh, man. There you go. Um,
0: <laughs> our boy Raj stated he gave this he gave it zero stars <laughs> and he said the film was not merely bad but incompetent ebert Eber wrote uh seemingly represented a lapse of judgment and sometimes <laughs> a good in and sometimes a good writer in 2005 ebert included it on his list of his most hated movies of the year the movie <laughs> is 7% on rotten tomatoes uh with an average rating of 3.3 out of 10 Fair so <laughs> yeah it was so not, top tier. Top tier. It, was, it won the Razzie for worst picture. It won oh, wow. the Razzie for worst supporting actor. It won the Razzie for worst screenplay, worst new star, and worst original song. Real it's sweeper. That yeah. yeah, it is the Oppenheimer of 1990, <laughs> um, 1997.
4: So it's
2: well, right. actually, that was that was Titanic here, so, you know, they and, had two sweeps we were going on that and year. And LA Confidential,
0: so the year we got LA Confidential, yes, we got this. That's true. Yeah, yes. so shout out to JC for making me watch Garbage.
1: <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, next up, uh, another movie that I, well, this movie I've heard of, but I have not seen. Uh, this is Bowfinger.
0: So has, Roy? have you seen this? No. Wait, really? <laughs>
1: Late uh, 90s comedy. Yeah, I I've seen it.
2: It's it's I would uh, put it.
0: I think B tier, right? B C. C
2: or low B. Yeah, it is a 90 minute 90s comedy with Eddie Murphy playing dual roles. So like it's not high art or anything, but it's fun. And Steve Martin's a kind of sleazy producer as well, like you know trashy movies. And he's the premise is like Eddie Murphy plays. Basically, Eddie Murphy, where he's like just you know the world's biggest movie star. He's the coolest guy, and he finds out he has a dweeby twin brother who's just an absolute, just uh, like opposite of a movie star. So instead of hiring the A-list actor, he just hires Eddie Murphy's twin to be his movie, and they fake it. They try to shoot it like he is the star. It's it's a fun movie. It's really not too deep or anything but i i think i think murphy's great at it i think it's like his last, murphy's glass like great comedic performance for a while
0: yeah they're I don't
3: the, know why the what the movie should be kind of on a lower tier turns out i did see it and i completely forgot about
0: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well there you go we can keep and see that and then the best part about this movie fun fact wise is that it was directed by frank oz which is that's true
4: whoa
1: know, wow yeah i didn't know that
0: there's a movie that's not well, on well, your list there's a movie that's not on your list, Jack. That I did want to mention that I forgot to uh, add to the tol- uh, to all our list was Matinee. Uh, it's a 1993 film starring John Goodman. Basically, um, it's a one second. Sorry about that. Okay, so basically, it is a movie where, directed by Joe Dante... Wait, have you seen this, uh, Rory? What's it called? Matinee with Joe Dante directing.
3: No, did you?
0: Oh, no, yeah, yeah, The It stars John Goodman, and basically he's like a sleazy... You mentioned sleazy Hollywood producer, and I totally forgot about Addy Matinee. Uh, but it's... I liked it. I. It's not something I think I would put in the S-A-B-C tier type of thing, but I do wanted to give a shot at because it was during uh that nineties era as well. But moving on to the next one, Jack.
4: Alright.
1: Uh the next movie. Ah oh, yes.
0: <laughs> shout out to Rory on this one. I'm a failure.
1: Well I'll let you guys go for it. Go ahead and cook. Scream three, so, ladies and
0: gentlemen. So Rory, you you added in, you made me think about this and I feel terrible for it. I'll let you go first and then I'll follow suit.
3: I mean yeah the the whole movie takes place within the hollywood system um weird thing looking back on it um it's it's kind of about um a sleazy producer you know Mm -hmm. like there's like kind of like a scumbag sleazy producer and it was uh made or produced by harvey weinstein so it almost comes off like a confessional by today's standards (laughs) um but yeah, it still had that uh, that Wes Craven energy, which I miss in the new ones. Um, there's a lot of scenes, and mainly dealing with uh, Nev Campbell. You know, like Sydney. Whenever she's on the screen, I think the movie's great. When she's not on the screen, uh, there's problems. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a solid, <laughs> solid way to kill some time. Definitely I, not like tier <sighs> or anything like that. But <laughs> I, th-
0: I think this is the worst Scream movie. I uh maybe back down to D Jack, sorry. No, okay. I, I want I, I have no idea. So I'm in D tier on this, but I do agree with Rory in terms of the Carvey Weinstein confessional because rewatching this after knowing everything, it does feel kind of sleazy. Uh this movie just feels totally unbalanced with Scream One and Two, in my opinion. Uh but everything in Hollywood is pretty fun. They rebuild this the house from scream one and it's a hollywood set while they're shooting stab three which is also very very fun in terms of you know you're just throwing sequel after sequel after sequel out there so uh but uh yeah definitely belongs on this this list but i am fine in d tier
3: it's uh that opening's pretty cool too they're like uh blasting creed
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's the best (laughs) creed has ever sounded
3: I take issue
1: with that, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> next up, I mentioned I had time to see the player last night, but that unfortunately was in exchange for not being able to watch our next movie, Mulholland Drive.
0: Just, so... just keep going up, Jack. Just, you're, you're... I say
2: the pl- the player might have to be the victim now. Yeah, you, play you, you
0: get one. get the players moving down to A. You, you know where to put Mulholland Drive. Uh, Alrighty. So, we've all, except Jack, we've all seen this, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh,
4: yeah.
2: And desperately need to rewatch it. This is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah,
0: this is a fucking masterpiece, and not because I'm a David Lynch fan. This is a masterpiece in every fucking sense of the imagination. This movie, not only is it trippy as fuck in the most Lynchian way, but I also think it's a very, very hard look at the treatment of actresses. In Hollywood, especially with the scene. I don't want to spoil it for Jack, but uh, the scene I'm talking about, Hunter and Rory, the one in the, the audition scene, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, most importantly, I think it's a very strong look at the both sides of Hollywood, the dream than a the nightmare side of it. Uh, it's funny. Lynch always, especially with this movie, a lot of people talk about what is this movie about? And they ask Lynch, like, what is this movie about? And obviously Lynch is not the type to ever answer that question, but he always puts out there the, you know, it's all there for you. And it really is. The first time yeah. you watch it may be a little bit confusing if you've never seen a David Lynch movie before, but if you have, you're already, you're already programmed to watch this movie and kind of look for context clues. Uh, for Jack, there is a giant. When I mean giant, enormous Twin Peaks reference in this movie. Like not to the point that this movie was supposed to be a Twin Peaks spinoff, but the, I think
1: you've talked you've talked a bit about that in the past. Yeah, you but know. the
0: there is an image in this movie that is. Directly saying, "Hey, Twin Peaks, Mulholland Drive, and Twin Peaks live in the same universe." Type of vibe. Uh, Naomi Watts is incredible in this movie. The fact this movie only got one Oscar nomination and it was a lone director nom is
2: fucking obnoxious. Wow. Me. I mean, it's David Lynch. <laughs> you think he? All right, besides Elephant Man, he ain't getting anything.
0: He's got yeah. He has three director noms and two of them are lone, yeah. which is bananas. Uh which makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I I think this movie is absolute masterpiece uh it, it's my favorite actually outside of firewalk with me it's my favorite lynch but that's because twin peaks is another level for me but rory i'll let you cook on this thoughts
3: i would just say that's probably my favorite david lynch movie for sure i, I just think it's um uh i don't know it's like his entire career led up to making that one mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's uh definitely the one that stayed with me the longest. So yeah, I, I'm I'm okay bumping the player for that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Hunter, from what you from what you saw, what do you remember?
2: I I yeah, this is the movie where again I like those other like L.A. Conference Sunset Boulevard. I watched it too early for that one because I was like, oh, I have to watch David Lynch movies. They're too they're they're great. Everyone loves them. you watch it and you go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but even as you're saying that you still, like, entranced by it, and there's just something on another level that just beckons you to it each time to rewatch it. And I do find it very interesting that this and Inland Empire are David Lynch's two final films, and they're both very much about Hollywood as an absolute just shit show, basically, mm-hmm. and, and, and some for another, which, based on what David Lynch has been saying for decades, he, he's right, and it's basically his... Uh, what do you want to call it? a stance on the the film industry and whatnot
0: and he won uh director at can for this movie too yeah. yeah yeah so jack you got you got to get to this
1: yeah. I, I do need to yes
0: we're, All right. we're <laughs> out of the s next... tiers. so well, <laughs> well we already moved we, one we, out we've so. got
1: we've got a couple more coming i think yeah. so get ready to make some decisions but Next, the next movie is surely one, and one that I am qualified to talk about. <laughs> yeah,
4: I know what's coming.
0: Released <laughs> in the
1: same year, Jay and Silent Bob. Drake,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack, you haven't talked in a while, so go for it. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Now, this movie, <laughs> I, I, I should preface this by saying that I do not have much of a history with the Clerks movie, and that I simply learned about this movie through Watch Mojo, and as such, I watched it. Uh,. That said, when you pitched it for the Hollywood tier list, I was like, you know, that like makes perfect sense because it is kind of like a road trip, I, the same kind of sense as I was talking about with the Muppet movie, uh, and one that has a lot of really funny jokes, like you have got Gus Van Sant yelling on the set of Goodwill Hunting two. What, what's this? What's the Hun- like hunt- subtitle? Hunting season. Hunting season. <laughs> hunting season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I you like was- Demi? Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite comedies. He's really one that.
0: Go ahead. You no, know, he's really funny in that scene because Ben's like trying to get direction, and he's like, "Ben, I'm busy," as he's counting money.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but no, it's it's one of my favorite comedies, and one that I I always forget how much I love the uh the Hollywood aspects of it till I go back and rewatch it. But I would probably put this high C tier. I do think it's. Probably not at the tier of the others, but one that I think is certainly not bad by any means.
0: I co-signed the C tier. I can't wait till we get flack for having the stuntman at D tier and <laughs> Jay and Saul and Bob strike back in <laughs> C tier. Uh, uh,
2: somebody's I, left of the stuntman, so there's that.
0: Rory, what about you?
2: Um, I'm a, a big
3: lover of Kevin Smith in general. Um, with that being said, this is kind of on my lower side of Kevin Smith movies. Um, but I remember seeing it in the theater and I had a lot of fun with it, but, um, yeah, about C. <laughs> C yeah.
4: About right.
3: I, I do love, um, you know, like the, all the like little references like Wes Craven actually shows up and yes, he does. Movie, yeah. Which is funny. And then Jane, silent Bob show up in Scream three. So if that's <laughs> weird, those two movies might be connected. Um, but yeah, definitely not like... A, it's not like a Ned Wood or a Sunset Boulevard by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a fun movie.
0: What about you, Hunter? I have not
2: seen any Kevin Smith film, neither have I seen Goodwill Hunting, but applesauce, <gasps> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, when he says applesauce, bitch, that, is, that was a saying I said for at least a week after we. one of my friends showed me that YouTube video of the, just that scene, so... <laughs>
0: This so is, there's,
2: I, I it gets C tier just for that like two minutes I've seen this movie on this YouTube is the, a couple
0: times. this is the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw so my shout out it to was my,
1: my it was oh, my first too.
0: Yeah. shout out to my cousins in 2001 taking me to the theater to see this this and I love Kevin Smith just like Rory mentioned so yeah I'm good with yeah. this in C tier now the
1: next movie this was a jackpole oh. truly now I don't know if Dave or Rory. Have something to say about this i hunter might have seen this because he is in my age group and this was this came out when we were children uh but one that certainly that shows hollywood and a similar idea of script stealing how do we feel about big fat liar
0: <laughs> um, I've, <laughs> so I've never see seen,
1: seen this like all of fame right there
0: yeah
4: there God. you go <laughs>
2: uh I, I would say I don't think it's a good movie, but when you're eight years old and it's on the Disney Channel, it kind of it kind of hits right where you want it to. So yeah, um, oh, gee,
1: movie. Yeah. Yes,
2: yes. And he, he turns blue at at some point. Uh, Wait, why like, does he turn blue? He gets that, that, like dye
4: like, so,
1: mo- or something.
2: Yeah, like the so, paint Mute, or something.
1: Frankie Muniz's character has like the idea for like this story, like this script. And he leaves it in Giamatti's car and he, like, steals it and makes it his own movie. So he and his friend go to Hollywood to, like, set everything straight. And they start messing with him after he, like, refuses to give credit. One of the the things they do is put Blue Dye in his pool. So he's just blue for the rest of the movie, essentially. And that's, like, the...
2: Avatar blue man group for like
1: yeah that minutes. was like the big advertising point of the movie it's like Paul Giamatti's blue like that was all the advertising I remember.
2: Every, every poster has that on it.
4: <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm lie funny.
2: to you. This is the third time
3: since I saw The Wizard of Oz where somebody has brought this movie up. I've never <laughs> that.
4: it's
1: that Paul it's that <laughs> Paul Giamatti Oscar Circuit. They're, yeah. remember, they're, they're remembering I, like, the hidden gems of
3: his career. I, I haven't I've never heard of this movie up until Sunday, and now everybody keeps talking about
2: it. <laughs> it. It's definitely the the young voting block of the Academy is definitely voting for Paul Giamatti because of their love for this movie. Obviously, they have to be really young and in, in the in the Academy, but I don't even think it's a good movie because I on, honestly haven't seen it in like fifteen years. So yeah, what
1: yeah, do to it? I I don't think it's one either. Oh. Uh, i will i will throw it here for the time so <laughs> 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 well, that we can absolutely laugh about now
2: i'm not gonna defend it
1: a mo- that movie that hunter might get offended about good old howard hughes with the aviator 2004 martin scorsese film hunter i know your thoughts just confirm them for the audience
2: I know if, yeah, the very visual meeting that is podcasting, there is literally a poster <laughs> for the aviator right behind me as I'm speaking. Right now. I honestly, when I texted Jack, my list, I was like, I don't know what the aviator count only because it's a three hour movie and movies. They don't talk about movies after like the first 40 minutes, but those first 40 minutes when he's making hell's angels is some of Scorsese's best filmmaking. Uh, he's trying to, you know, silent films even as they're shooting this film the aviator everything the color of the film is period accurate where the blues are more turquoise and the greens are popping it's all period accurate and it's just scorsese having so much fun respect for the era and it is again like the megalomaniac egoness that you need to make a film any film that you need especially when you're howard hughes and both the mental disorders but also just the ego that is on the man himself who would make one of the great greatest productions of that era so i think it is i tier here for me but only because maybe yes two two hours of this movie is not about movie making So there's a little bit yeah,
1: yeah i'm pretty much on the same level i'll concede the A tier but would be willing to go S but I don't I think it just gets boxed out at the end of the day but I like you mentioned the first 40 minutes is really like the pinnacle of that kind of Hollywood vibe of the movie but I think I said it on the Scorsese tier but like I'll just throw the first half I'll just throw the blu-ray in while like I'm doing homework and just uh-huh. have it on in the background I just love all those sequences and even when it doesn't it still kind of sticks to the people of the era and so it's still kind of follow them all throughout but yeah no this is definitely an a-tier for me
2: it, it was a movie that i think it was i was at my grandma's house a few weeks ago and it was like 11 30 at night i was like oh, i'll just you know watch an episode of you know i'll watch some sports in a and i'll go to bed and then i flip the channel aviators on and it's like the first 10 minutes of the movie i was like well i guess i'm not going <laughs> yeah, to bed there l- it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna watch this movie because i mean you got catherine hepburn coming in here cape Blanchette just going all in. You have Louis B. Mayer's there. You have George Cukor, Cary Grant cameos. You got so much fun of that era of filmmaking, where Hollywood really was a wild blast right when the transition between you know, silence and sound.
0: Uh, I co-sign A-tier. Uh, I was actually lower on this when I first saw it. Uh, and then I saw it a few years later, which is, I think at this point, like two years ago. And I totally see where Hunter's coming from. I would definitely keep this in A tier. I think we can move down the stars more to B tier at this point.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Alrighty.
0: all right Rory, have you seen this?
2: Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. How do you like this?
3: <laughs> oh, I love it. It's it's um I mean, the only thing in terms of the the purposes of of this podcast um you guys said it correctly it doesn't really delve too much into the hollywood system outside of the first like 20 minutes that's the only ding that i would give it but as a film it's definitely like an a-tier movie i don't know for the purposes of the podcast if it would necessarily deserve to be up there just because of the limited amount of time it does deal with hollywood but i love that movie beyond comprehension so i don't know what to say with that
0: that's a Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I am I'm, I'm with Rory, but in terms of I think too, with the quality of it, I think we can keep it sure. in A tier. Yeah, yeah.
3: If you want to go off the quality then yes, 100% it's, it's A tier, but um if you are just going off the what we're doing here today then
4: yeah. you
3: know, maybe not, but but it's a sure. fabulous movie.
1: Next up, we have
0: all right, this is this is all you, Roy.
1: Well, let's hear let's hear the, ration, the rationalization for this one. Seed of Chucky, <laughs>
3: That was another one of those things when you pitched this to me, and I was like, "What's a bomb I could throw into this thing?" <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, Chucky." Um, yeah, technically, it does take place in Hollywood. There's a there's a set for a movie they're making called uh, I think it's called Chucky Goes Psycho. <laughs> And it's trash. It's definitely the worst of the whole child's play franchise, but um it, it has fun moments and it is definitely <laughs> the bottom of the list for today's
0: This movie is fucking garbage. <laughs> this <laughs> this is and I I am on record, not on maybe years before you guys ever came on like the pod. I think the Child's Play franchise is actually very consistent across the board. Yeah. But this movie is hot garbage of the hottest possible garbage. This yeah, is. It's
3: a, it's a whoops. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's interesting because I. And, and it's funny because I I think Bride of Chucky's great. I think that they tried to lean into that t- type of vibe, Rory, and they did it just like in the worst possible.
3: A little too hard into the comedy and. Yeah, it's it's an awkward, weird movie, but um, this was my grenade that I threw into your podcast.
0: I'm glad you brought this in here because we need dumpsters in we, here. We need so. some bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so- I, I
1: will say, I I I was when I was pulling the poster for this movie, I was just like, I mean, I know a child's play is, but I was just like, what in God's name is this movie? And then the kid popped up, and I remember, and I was like, that's the picture from the horror trivia match we yes, did. Yes,
0: it was. <laughs> Um, uh, at, at least we're gonna add a second F tier coming up. Yeah,
1: let, let, yeah, let I'll, I'll leave this with you. Uh, with you, get shorty fans. Tell us about "Be Cool."
0: I've seen this movie once, and that's all I will ever watch this movie. Um, <laughs> I've I've seen it zero times, and I'm considering that all the times I'll see it. <laughs> so, it follows, and this is why. Like, this is a Jace in a way because it follows the same character but now he wants to be involved in the music industry. So yeah. just close re- enough. So mm. it's close enough because it does follow the same trajectory of character. Uh, as a rock fan, I can't believe that the only reason I saw this movie is because the rock was in it and, you know, obviously get shorty, but it, this movie is awful from beginning to end. There's nothing redeeming at all about this movie. It's, I'm not really an F. Gary Gray fan, and this is just another reason as to why. <laughs> um, I yeah, there's really n- no one's good in it. There's not even a redeeming performance in this movie. It's it's to the point he goes from Friday F. Gary Gray, which I really like, and then he makes be cool, a law abiding citizen. This uh, he 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 was a producer on Sea of Trees. Uh, the Fate and the Furious, Men in Black International, Lift, and the bright spot of Straight Out of Compton somewhere in between. So yeah, yeah, uh, this movie's garbage. We can, uh, Roy, have you seen this? I didn't even
3: see
1: the first one. Oh yeah, so
0: you definitely. i yeah. you. All right, so we can move what's on. Funny I just
1: saw this one. We had seen "Be Cool," but not get... <laughs> <super> <laughs> it. Not the, I only uh, the- walked into a theater <laughs> one day and I was like, "I'll check this out. I like the actors." Honestly,
0: you say that, Jack, but in like the early 2000s, I used to do that a lot. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else? <laughs> uh, all uh, right. What's next? Um, next up is another movie that I had not heard of until you pitched it. This is Hollywood oh, Land. This is good. Uh-huh.
0: This is this is a jack movie like to yeah. the t okay so the movie basically follows on, yeah. the death of george reeves who was the original superman right right and and basically follows whether or not it was you know murder whether it was you know the what the the troubling which is this is true there's always been a troubling idea of what really happened to him um uh, mm-hmm. ben affleck is actually really good as reeves and him wearing the Superman suit was actually funny in retrospect with who we ended up playing in, you know, real comic book movies or whatever. But I'm a big fan of the television show. Thanks to I love Lucy. I, I, I discovered a George Reese Superman show and it's just a very troubling life. He had because of the show kind of the typecast feel and he didn't really want to do it anymore. Uh, it is essentially a noir and but it does dive into him playing the role there's a lot of onset uh portions of the film as well with him playing superman so this is a must for you jack i'm shocked you haven't seen this
1: i i not even heard of it till you said it and i was just like well, that makes sense of a movie title but i don't know what it is
0: have you has anyone else seen this
1: i did no i have
0: not oh what do you I think R- what do you think rory
3: um so I remember prior to this movie, Affleck was in his like low point of his career because mm-hmm. he was doing all those crappy movies and they were all bombing. And um, I've always loved him unapologetically. <laughs> um, but I remember Hollywoodland. I always identify that as the movie where like his career turned around. Yeah, because after that it's like he got into like directing more, and 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 he, I think he's he's awesome these days. But I, I remember watching that movie, and I think it's it's fantastic. And Jack, yes, watch it. Hunter, yes, watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys will really like it. And um, yeah, it's it's a actually like a legitimately great movie. I think.
0: I think so too. I think the and it's it's the trajectory of how or the segue of how we get into George Reese is basically Adrian Brody is playing a uh, private investigator uh, who's not a real person but he's investigating tony uh Mannix, played by diane lane who was in a relationship with reeves so and that pre- pretty much takes us to the whole hollywood side of things so yeah this is i i i think i would put it in b yeah i'm i'm glad you put it there that's kind of where i i felt it fits
1: all right uh next <laughs> uh i believe it took us it, it wasn't until hunter sent me this last night that this movie was actually brought up but oh no i i added it to Oh, you did too? Okay, yeah. Well, this is Tropic Thunder, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Uh, 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 Hunter, you want to go first on this one?
1: uh, Yeah,
2: I think it is. It is definitely of that era of comedies, those very Mm -hmm. I don't want to say bro comedies, but they kind of are frat boy comedies of the era. This is the one that's like I don't want to say the smartest, but because it has a real intriguing angle on filmmaking and just and everyone's having such a good time but you can also tell they're doing it from personal experience since you know robert downey jr's pl- you know poking fun at method actors and then tom cruise is playing the most power hungry agent there is and then you have you know uh crazy actors trying to do other stuff and and the, the trailers at the beginning of this movie are one of the most funny parodies of the industry there is i think it is one of I don't want to say smartest because it doesn't come off as a smart movie, but it is one of the smartest parodies of the uh, of the Hollywood industry and what's of those you know huge blockbuster movies that they were turning out of that 2005 to 2010 era. I didn't do yeah. it very much justice. I haven't seen it in like ten years, though. and I remember.
1: No, uh, no I, I'm like right on board with you. It's uh, pretty much what you're saying about like it, like being smart but not coming off as such. It kind of reminds me of like a lot of like what. Kind of like what Andy Samberg was doing, like on SNL. Like, you, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it like smart, like on its surface, because it's usually just like a lot of goofy comedy. But like, just kind of like the more I think about them, that's like well, that's actually really smart.
2: Uh, it, it's 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 a lot of those like frat pack comedies where like it's smart dumb comedies where it's like mm-hmm. those those Adam McKay Will Ferrell movies like Anchorman and Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Like those are dumb movies, but they're done smartly. So there's there's fun to be had with them.
0: Cosine. And, uh,
1: I also just think like, there haven't been a. I've had a ton of great... uh, It's one of the best, like, parody movies I can kind of, like, think of and, like, like, more, like, spoof, I guess you would say, and Mm -hmm. just does a really good job satirizing it. This... Yeah, still very much of its
0: time, though. This is one of my favorite theatrical experiences I've ever had. This movie is (laughs) hilarious. Uh, Still is hilarious. One of my favorite Oscar nominations was Robert Downey Jr. getting nominated for this movie. It's just... Did not seem something... Like, the new Academy would probably go for, but not the old Academy, them going for something like this. The fact this was nominated the same year Heath Ledger won the Oscar is pretty wild.
1: Were were you, like... I don't, I don't have a full idea like how. Were you like following the awards at the time? Yeah,
0: yeah, I already was. Well, um, what
1: was like the? What was? Were there like rumblings of him like the he, whole time through? Or did he just like surge out of
0: nowhere? Uh, no, what to to get nominated? It came out of yeah, nowhere. I, it came out. Okay, it, okay. Well, I wouldn't say it came out of nowhere. The talk started in January, uh, so by uh, oh, nomination so. morning it was. It, it's the same idea that Ryan Gosling had like oh they don't nominate okay, okay. The, they don't nominate comedic performers like this so was it a surprise yes but was it talked about uh before the nomination morning it so. had been talked about yeah the but in terms of winning like there was uh, no that's yeah. the steamroller out of, of steamroller it was out of the question <laughs> yeah uh but i'm actually good in 8 tier for this i actually think this belongs up there i don't know what you guys think rory what about you um <clears throat> comedies that's the hardest genre for me
3: <laughs> um but i remember seeing this in the theater and i thought it was hilarious and i do think it's actually a, a very intelligent comedy um okay. so yeah i mean i'm i, I think I'm, I'm i'm with dave on this one on a tier yeah i mean just because again like i just love how you know it d- definitely was brave <laughs> some of the choices um but yeah, I think it's 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 actually a really great comedy.
1: Alrighty, we can keep that an A for the time being. Next up, uh, we have. Oh, I thought about this movie. This oh, is
4: oh, so I didn't
2: even, I didn't even know. <laughs> remember this. One?
1: I I thought about this, and I was like, if somebody else like brings it in, then I'm just gonna go full sail with it. Uh but yes, Drive is kind
4: of. This,
0: this is episodes? ever.
2: It barely is about movies.
0: <laughs> I'll say this for Drive: I will allow it because it kind of fall. Fo- it's essentially the Stuntman, but a better version of it. Even though the- <laughs> um,
2: Dude, it's only on, the, on a movie set for like five minutes of so the whole movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, I,
2: right. I, I like. I like the movie, but I don't know. Yeah,
1: I- yeah, yeah. And like, it's. I, it's I, like his job. It's like his job, and then it just like kind of just goes out the it's, window. It's, because
2: apart from all these movies, it is not part of the plot that there is. He's a. I mean, right. he's a stuntman. I, I'm willing but to at
0: least. He's... So, Hunter, I I'm with you. So, I guess Rory added this one. So, I'll let Rory talk on it. How great yeah. it is, but I think we can not, We can remove it from the tears. Yeah,
4: yeah, so yeah. That's
1: we, all
3: love, we all love it here. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the movie, but yeah, if you want to bump it, that's fine. <laughs>
0: All right, so the next one is definitely not
1: undoubtedly (laughs) one of that fits the bill, released the same year and received a lot more acclaim. Uh, The artist.
0: Uh, Um,
1: Speaking of best picture winners, um, this is one that I was surprised that I enjoyed. I liked as much when I watched it when I did, because kind of in the same vein as um, what was it? In the same vein as like, like Confidential, it was a movie that. I would definitely get more appreciation out of like today now with like all of my new um, love for classic movies. But I mean, the fact that I loved it as much as I did then, I think just really works and really is just a nice kind of tribute to that era and a really kind of warm, warm movie that I don't think there's a ton of now. So it's definitely a, a strong B tier for me at least. Mm -hmm. I
2: think it is again, like sunset Boulevard, where it's, a more sympathetic look at the switch from silent movies to talking movies and it I, I do love that the the entire you could demean the movie and say gimmick of it being a silent movie but I mm-hmm. think it's incredibly fun to watch and technically accomplished and I think John Duj- Dujardin is this is I think the first Oscars I like kind of paid attention to and I, I, had, not, I had not seen this movie for a while but I and also like Jack, I'd heard that like, oh, it's not very good. It's just one because it's about Hollywood and whatnot. And I watched it, I was like, This is actually a pretty good movie. And it's a really affecting emotional story about about a fading star. So I think it's the tier I would say. I I,
0: like I co sign. this is one of the best picture winners that I didn't see the year it came out, um, while I was following the the award season. And when I finally saw it, I was like, "Really, people hate this movie. It's such a little charming little movie like i don't it's not the greatest best picture winner of all time, but I think it's a very fun little movie and i uh yeah, it does capture the era really well, so I'm perfectly mm-hmm. fine with B tier here
1: all right, oh, go ahead. oh I was just gonna
3: say, I think sometimes even like the bad reception to that movie might just come from people's personal taste mm-hmm. they might be partial to silent films
0: yeah but that's true
3: you know i mean because they're not for everybody but um yeah you know i'm with the uh b b tier for sure
1: and, and honestly and more on this in a couple in a couple months but there really just wasn't a great that competition was a terrible lineup year. that year yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so
2: yeah that is
1: that might have been the, the the least of a couple but there's
2: there's a lot of worse movies they could have given it to. don't
1: I mean, yeah. you know, what was what was second place that year? Probably Hugo.
0: Probably Hugo.
2: The, uh,
1: oh, oh, well Okay, you? You, you do have one Wait, Tree well, of Life that year wasn't I, it?
2: I I will say it was nominated there. I, you know, 0% chance of it winning Best Picture. So just <laughs> just being nominated was like the glorious thing, you know. So
1: right. Yeah. Hunter and Dave, I would like to remind you that this next thing is discussing the movie and yeah, I know. That's why I put it on here. <laughs> so Entourage the movie. So I,
0: no. I, that's this is me. I do want to say this is all me. Hunter had it too. Hunter oh, had I it love too. you, Hunter. I love you for this. <laughs> um, I will say positive things about this because this is, movie is essentially a ninety-minute episode of Entourage. <laughs> so for that, it did give me the majority of what I was looking for from an Entourage movie, except Lee, uh, Haley Joel Osment needs to go somewhere. I can't stand that fucking guy. Um, and it does have an ending for Entourage fans that is right up there. Like, if this was the series finale, the ending of this movie is a cherry on top for all the jokes that were made about this specific person throughout the series. And I'll let Hunter go now. Um, as a movie, it's not that good. Hundred, mm-hmm. but if you
2: watched all what seven seasons of Entourage, eight, like eight I seasons, did, eight yeah, eight seasons. Forgot, yes, eight seasons. Then it's a good, it's a good send off because Entourage is junky fun. I don't think it's a great show, but it, I mean, it's a good show. It's not trash, but like, it's a bunch of bro stuff and the movie is maybe more excessive than it needs to be about that but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of fun and I think it has I don't think it even has something to say about the film industry either. So I, it, it could be a C or D tier movie, but it is a guilty pleasure of a movie. I I like, and the show, I love the show.
0: The show turns 20 years this year, Hunter. So Jack, you, oh. you we're watching, we're, we're covering <laughs> yeah, Entourage it, this year. So Jack,
2: you don't have to. The Sopranos is 40 minute episodes. These are 20 minute episodes. You can get through it easily.
1: How many seasons?
0: Eight, eight, I think. But the show's only 20-25 minutes tops. The first season and last season are only 8 episodes. And trust me, Jack, once you start knowing how much you love the industry, there's no way you're stopping. No way you're stopping. It's
2: an addictive show. That is true.
1: I shall give it further consideration. Next up uh, is a movie that I actually have not seen uh, despite following, having begun to follow the Oscars at this time. And this was a lone acting nominee of a movie, that being Trumbo, starring one Brian Cranston. Uh, I believe Hunter, you submitted this, so you go ahead. <laughs> I haven't seen it though.
0: <laughs> no, I, I I did. I I have seen it. I have seen it. I
2: I, I submitted it because I was like, I I hope somebody has seen it and. Yeah. I I've, I haven't seen it only because I don't think many people like it but I think I'll watch it at one point just because oh like,
4: no it's good it's, it's good the it's,
2: stuff of air of the academy or of, not at the academy off like movie making and the blacklist and stuff I'd like to I'd like to learn a little more about that so I think it could be a mini entry in that for
0: I'm at stuff. I'm at four stars on this movie I like oh, it a lot right. yeah. uh-huh. um it's very biopic you know down the mm-hmm. line it's not really doing anything we're not familiar with but Brian Cranston is really good and uh l- loving the era that era the way I do it's just actually very interesting just seeing the dynamics of what happened there but Brian Cranston it's, it's a well deserved nomination i think he's really good at it so i'm actually good with c tier on this as well
1: okay I'm going
3: i will go also i also saw trumbo and um i connected with it in a weird way because it's about like a screenwriter that mm-hmm. image of him writing in the bathtub i'm like i can't say that's never happened but we'll move on past that
0: <laughs> and we're we're about to lose rory because he has to jump off uh to finish up the tears uh but rory on uh, uh, the, the movies that are left have you seen any of them before we dive into them individually
3: what do we have left right so, here
0: right there without saying the names of them have you seen them
3: I am not sh- sh- uh, we might have to edit this part. <laughs> um I'm not showing the uh the list. Where's the
0: Is my oh.
1: screen not showing?
0: No, I see the I, It's at the bottom I of see. the list. It's at the bottom of the list. It's right under F tier. Right under
3: f tier. Yeah, I'm not I'm, for some reason I'm not getting it okay. over here.
0: Okay, no worries then. So uh Rory, thank you for jumping on. I will definitely shout you out on the description once I post a pod, uh, and we'll definitely have you on again.
3: All I want to say is, give the gold to Ed Wood.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry.
0: I will protect Ed Wood. I'm the last one left on it.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: we
0: got we got some movies coming up. There might be a yeah, fight. We got,
1: we got some discussions to have. So we will. <laughs> All,
0: right, All right, take thanks, care,
1: guys. buddy. Right, bye-bye. And Hopping on into one of the big conversations,
0: if not maybe the
1: biggest, that's yet to come. We've got what you said was the should have been 2016 winner, La La Land. So,
0: um,
4: I so D tier, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I think so. Like, <laughs> Academy hates it, obviously. So.
4: Yeah,
1: um, I don't know who wants to make the first call. <laughs>
0: I mean, I. Th- I think LA Confidential can now move I, I, down I, I, to A tier. That's fine. I
2: honestly I put an S tier just so we could live there for a if couple of minutes. That. That's fine. And there we then, go. That, yeah, that's that's a good one. Sorry, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I that's
0: I've loved this movie since the first time I've seen this movie. It's one of the um it's one of the most emotional I've been at as an adult in a the movie theater. It's funny because uh when this movie came out I was already had had just started the site and I had spoken to a lot of people that hated it. So by the time that the awards I think the biggest problem with the movies that it dominated so much and during an era where people didn't want things to dominate um mm-hmm. th- I think this movie is picture perfect to me. I have no problems with it. A lot of the I guess this is uh, Inside Baseball. A lot of the stuff that I was told from uh, certain people that were actors, that they felt that that's not how it really works. And they felt that the movie doesn't really capture the struggles of an actor or an actress. And it was too neat the way the movie finishes up. But in my head, I don't really think. That... I think
2: I think that's, any musical is always too neat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's, that's part of the charm I... of the genre, but there is a heightened reality to any musical. Even though this one is a little more based in reality than most, it's still people are breaking out into songs and dancing. Like, there's there's a barrier that separates it. And I think it is one of the most. like I think, like Singing in the Rain, one of the most just joyful movies there is I've watched where it's just. I have a smile on my face watching the whole time. I think every scene is pretty much perfect in it. And it was one of the first movies like this and spotlights and some other movies were like the first ones I went out and sought these out in the theater. And this was before I bought tickets online. So when I went to see this movie in theaters, the first time it was sold out, I was turned away and that was like, you get an idea of like Mm -hmm. how this movie is playing. And this is the artist was the first one, the first Oscars 2011 Oscars where like knew about them and knew who was nominated and what. This was like the first Oscars where I like, really followed it really yeah. did. And I was just, I shamed myself because I actually didn't see Moonlight that year. I think that was the only best picture nominee I didn't see. So I was like so pissed when it lost. I was like, what? And then I watched Moonlight like, Oh, that's actually a really great movie. Mm-hmm. Lawland is one of my favorites of all time.
1: Yeah, no. And I, I echo all this, all the sentiments. Um, uh... Really, the the big thing for me is simply that it really is more instrumental than I often give it credit for for how much I love musicals because it was with that it was that comboed with later that night after I'd seen that movie we had received the news that uh, Debbie Reynolds had passed away so then so then Mm -hmm. almost instantaneously it was like all right singing in the rain time and then yeah in the same line of influences like Fred Astaire and then later down the line with like The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. So it has certainly fallen to other musicals as i watched more, but like you said, was one that I can't watch without a smile on my face. So this was one coming in I assumed was going to be an S tier and I presume it'll say the same going so Yeah. Next up, uh, another one that I was surprised got a pleasant inclusion here at the end. Another Coen Brothers movie, Hail Caesar.
0: I, I'm i the one that added this. I'm not sure if Hunter did. I was actually, I actually, you place it in the proper area because I actually think this is one of my most disappointing Coen Brothers experiences. Ah, um, I, was
1: say, I think Hunter put it too.
2: I put it in this list because for the same reason, this is my least favorite
4: Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I... I, I would say the same for me. It's nice. Like, the like the naval numbers and all that are, like, sick, especially because I had just gotten to, like, all the Gene Kelly, like, Navy movies, so I was just like, let's go! But, yeah. Yeah, well, on the rewatch, I was not as
2: happy it's, with it, so... It's one of those movies where I was like, I should probably rewatch that, and then every time, though, I'm like, I don't know, maybe later, and then that's yeah. the movie for now i'm like i don't know if i'll even maybe at some point because it is about Hollywood, it's the coen brothers the cast is great and i'm like maybe it's better than i remember and there are people who really like it that i know and i, I just i don't know there's something about it it's not that i don't say interesting but there's just parts about it. i'm like i don't really care too much about this movie even though i'm sort of enjoying myself i don't know it's that covers thing where there's this line that some are great and some are not good, and you can't sometimes explain why.
0: Yep. So, I, I I blame myself. I think I had way too high expectations for this movie and and the era. And yeah, I, I completely yeah. bummed. How disappointed I was with it.
1: Uh, <clears throat> Alrighty. Uh, well, next up, uh, I might say would be the Ed Wood of its neck of its generation, uh, the Disaster Artist. Chronicling one Tommy Wiseau and his masterclass in *The Room*, uh, I really like this movie. Uh, I was really pleasant with the buzz it got uh, when it was released, particularly because I had already I had already known of *The Room*, and so when I had heard this movie was being made, I was ecstatic. Uh, and kind of along the same line as uh, *Ed Wood*, I think it just like kind of shows like the general difficulties that go into making movies, whether Bad or good, whether high or low budget and all of that. And yeah, no, it's one that I really, really like. So I can't remember who pitched it. I think that it was, was Rory actually. No, that was me. That was me. Oh, it was you? Okay. Uh
0: literally you named every Said everything I was going to say in terms of why I was so excited for this movie because I mm-hmm. I love the room. <laughs> I think the room is a <laughs> no. the room is a fucking masterpiece of garbage that I hope we get to cover one day because the the, the I think and the disaster artist. It's funny you. Ed Wood is the perfect comparison. Like Tommy Wiseau was in denial, and he, in turn, he made one of the funniest movies I have ever seen in my life. Everything about the room is phenomenal but uh but I'm glad this did get uh awards buzz during that year. It's a really it was my number 2 of that year you, after the Last oh, wow. Jedi. So I really love the Disaster artist.
2: It is funny that James Franco directed this because if you look at every single other movie James Franco has directed, they're absolutely shit. Yeah. Completely garbage. Yep. And then this one's like pretty well done and if a good cast of like his regular kind of comedy bros and stuff but they're all doing pretty good work in this and it's mm-hmm. very lovingly made towards a very very bad movie but it also yeah like you said edward the it's hard because edward was like really because Tom of is not a very nice guy when he's making yeah. in the movie and he's kind of an asshole so it's kind of hard to like root for him and say he was really trying something and everyone but like the rest of the cast, when they do go into that, when they have their like little lunch meeting, they're like, why are you guys making this movie? They're like, it's just the fun of doing it. And it's just, you know, the the idea of creating something. It, it does get into that quite a bit, and it's really well done.
0: Uh, so I think B-tier
2: is fine. Yeah, just... yeah B-tier is fine. Wherever, it doesn't matter.
1: Alrighty. Uh, next, we're uh, getting into the recent ones here, and one that I'm pretty sure we're all very fond of uh talked about this director earlier on the episode once upon a time in hollywood uh i'll let you start with this one this was one of the ones that we all just had on our list unanimous so i I think i was like do i even mention it because it'll
4: be on there
0: (laughs) and you're you're in the right area it's uh it's a tier uh It's honestly, it's probably my second favorite Tarantino movie after Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Like I really love this movie. The, the original, uh, selling point for me was the whole Manson backdrop. But then the fact, Mm -hmm. then the fact of where the movie ends up in terms and, and listen, I mean, this has been said to death since 2019, but the fact that they shine light on stuntmen was actually really, really cool of Tarantino to do. Um, small stuff with the uh inclusion of Leo in was it the great escape? Yeah, that's a that, good yes, one. Yes. That's fun. And uh not talked enough anymore since 2019 but Julia Butters is like a scene stealer in that movie. Mm-hmm. She's and then of course Tarantino doing what he does with his ends uh reach changing yes. history. And yeah, this is this is a banger from head to toe. And then Shout out to my boy Pacino. He's there He's there for about <laughs> yeah. He's there for it's about always. five minutes, but this is like him and the, this and the Irishman is like a perfect year for Pacino what like in terms of Pacinoisms. And I mean he mm-hmm. got memed out of this to this day, so. But yeah, this is, what a a, picture. This is great stuff.
2: <laughs> I, I this is personally my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio performance, actually. Because I think he's so much fun in this movie at every turn. I love every time he's put into a movie, like his the opening when he's talking with Pacino and they give him, like, the Nazi movie. He's burning up Nazi, the flamethrower and everything. He's having so much fun with that one. Now, asterisk not to... I, I'm not diminishing. This movie is technically more about TV than film for most
4: of it, technically. Because he's,
2: yeah. he's on a TV set for, like, uh. the middle 45 minutes of the movie. It, it's enough about... It's about Hollywood, so it's, it's yeah. it, it still counts. I, I, I just was like, you yeah, know, well, technically, but... Yeah, I, I, I think it is a movie that is both loving of that era, but also witnessing its faults, and also just such a blast.
0: So. Oh,
1: yeah, no, I'm with you all. I think that's a that's an easy eight here, no doubt. Um, Alrighty, hey, I, I guess. Hey, the next is next Tarantino's
2: next film we mentioned. You know, movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, gonna, yeah, it's probably gonna, gonna that'll probably be here. Can do it. Yeah, we could do this list in a couple of years and throw it on there somewhere.
1: Alright, we got two movies left. Uh, both of which closer to the similar era. The first of which being 2020's Mank. I,
0: and... l- I felt like I was the only person that loved this movie when it came out. I remember, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I remember watching this at a, it's actually one of my first press screenings and I loved it right away, I guess because I knew what the movie was about was going to be and I love Citizen Kane so I kind of was all in on the aspect of not just the making of the movie but the whole politics behind the studio era uh, I think this movie actually gets a bad rap and it's one of Fincher's most underrated at this point point. Um, and it's only mm-hmm. three years old but I think this movie is phenomenal uh, and where Jack has it right now in B tier I think it's deservedly should be at the top of B tier for me.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it, that's... it is. It is definitely when you put it right next to Tropic Thunder on it. You have the movie that is the most inside baseball movie we mm-hmm. have on this movie. <laughs> where it is, and I kind of get that for like, I don't want it, to. It's a bad way of saying regular people, but like if you're not into film history at all, there is not. There's a lot you're missing out on, at bank. and that's. Mm-hmm. Both people's fault, not the movie's fault, but it is the audience for this movie is very slim. And luckily, I think all three of us are on here because yeah. when we did our David Fincher rankings for the critic circle a few months ago, Mank was definitely near the bottom of almost everyone's list. There was, there's just something about it that people don't connect with. And I think it is a great movie in terms of Hollywood of that era, the recreations of it, the score by Resnor Ross is amazing, the sound design, the certain acting performances and everything it looks incredible it is one of those movies where i watched it in 2020 and i liked it and i think i watched it again last year and liked it a lot more so and that's kind of what i've been feeling about for most people who've seen it twice they liked it a lot more in rewatch so i'm hoping in like 10 to 15 years when more people start coming around to it that they'll appreciate what fincher was doing with this one it's also a movie his dad wrote so like it's a, it's yeah. a nice love letter he he made he wanted to make his movie for his dad
1: yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys completely. Citizen Kane is one of those movies that like I love just like learning about and like reading into. And so, despite like having done so before and like not all this being like brand new information, it's certainly still nice to, like read into it. And like you mentioned, Hunter, all the all the production elements are fantastic. Really glad you mentioned the um, the Resner Ross score. I think mm-hmm. that's a pretty underrated aspect of the movie. And yeah, no, one I think is just really like you said underrated and one that i think deserves a better reputation than it gets and speaking of movies
4: oh. that <laughs> deserve a better look.
1: reputation than they get we oh, have man. the very critically divided final movie of our tier list that being damien chazelle's film babylon
0: oh um. man I've...
2: this this is the one I feared because it's like how many are we gonna have an s tier at this point here <laughs> yeah.
0: <but which> <laughs> I think this is I think s tier feels good I think yeah. this is the top of a tier with once upon a time in Hollywood to be honest all right so I think I don't know if you were doing press screenings at the time hunter but I remember sitting at my press screening and it was the screening that gave me COVID, I want—I want to preface that too. Um, yes. it was—it really? was eight of us in the front row, and we were all around the same age, maybe some a little younger than me or whatever. But then, four rows back, it was all older, like critics, all older New mm. York critics. And I would say, when the elephant first takes a shit, I heard the first grunt. By so th- three minutes into the movie,
4: at that, that
0: point, by the time Margot Robbie's throwing up, we had walkouts. Um, I, I, I put this as "Singing in the Rain" on cocaine the other day when I saw it. Um This movie is essentially "Singing in the Rain," like literally. <laughs> so, I love this movie. I love all three hours. Ah the majority of the three hours give me <laughs> cut the eight minutes with toby Maguire, and then it's literally a perfect no movie. that's
2: i love that i love that part because um, I, I i will say you look at all the s tier movies elements of each of those movies are in babylon sunset boulevard it's the talking pictures and the you know moving and the, the degradation of some of the silent actors of the time singing in the rain as well it's off you know Huge homage to Singing in the Rain. Mulholland Drive is the Tobey Maguire part. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, <laughs> I, a a wow. slight exaggeration, in, but like there's some... Because there, you just get in that moment where you're like, what the fuck is going on with this <laughs> movie at this point? And there's the power of creativity. and La Land, there's a little bit of that. It, elements Maybe of each one.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. In
2: La Land, you know, it's similar things. I'm just... That's why I love this movie. It's elements of so many movies put into one.
0: But sorry, I I over took no, you there. Did no, not do your thing. I I it, it's it's a very frustrating movie to see the hatred for it. Like if you may not be all on board, but there's no denying Chazelle directs the fuck out of this movie. That's number 1, number 2 when when it comes to the more traditional aspects of like recreating old Hollywood, I think it does a phenomenal job. Like one of my favorite scenes, well two of my favorite scenes of that year specifically were the, when they're shooting all those silent pictures at once and it's like like a 15, (laughs) 20 minute sequel and of course the Hello College which is an all timer of the decade for me, that scene is phenomenal um, the ending itself is very Chazelle-like, he knows how to end the movie and I think the ending of this movie is sensational and man on a Latino side, the fact that we got Diego Calva and Lee and he's um, He's phenomenal. He's, great. he's phenomenal in this Kinda movie. Kind of robbed of an
1: Oscar nomination that year. Yeah. One yeah. robbed
0: of an Oscar nomination, and more importantly, like Latinos don't get leads in Oscar level movies like this. And the fact that the movie bombed financially too—it's such a bummer. Because <laughs> I haven't yeah. really seen him get much, uh, much since, and it's a damn mm-hmm. shame. Because he's phenomenal in this. But um, boy, boy, yeah, this movie is. By the way, before Jack goes. I kind of think Brad Pitt's better in this than he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I
2: he was my personal supporting actor winner last year. No, but 2022. Just be, I loved him so much in this movie. Mm-hmm. Every element of it. it, it same with um, like Leo in Once Upon a Time. I think it's the most fun performance there is, and I think it is. I was like, damn, we gave him the Oscar. Not that he, there's no regret I have for giving Brad Pitt an Oscar for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I was like, I ah, could have gotten him for Bob Babylon. He'd be so good. He's so good in that. That's that's fine.
4: Jack and Comet,
1: uh, I I think you guys pretty much just repeated everything I was gonna say. Uh, no, I think the tier list looks pretty good. Um, any potential switches or moves before we publish?
4: Um,
0: I think I'm okay with this. To be honest with you,
1: maybe... maybe if we want to level out, or drop a couple of things to level out some tears or something.
0: I mean, do you want enough, to, I think. I think. Do you want to move the uh, the bad and the beautiful? I, it's not really. like Hunter's the only one that's seen it, so I don't know if you want to put it in C. So we can. I actually think we're okay. I don't think there's. It's,
4: yeah, it's, if it's not right. a C tier movie. It's a good
2: movie. It's a good, okay. it, And it's it's a really good yeah. movie about Hollywood too.
1: I I, tr- I trust that's a worthy B tier.
2: I mean, I, I I get what you mean. I see this, and I'm like, we could easily make A, B, and C all perfectly equal, but <laughs> I don't want I, do, I don't want to throw anything down to where it doesn't belong.
0: Yeah, so, and and I'm very happy with S and A, so I I don't think we should I, do too much movement here.
2: Yeah. So. Uh, so- and Ed Wood's staying there, right? You're you not letting Babylon float think
0: in? So? Yeah. No, I, double I can't. I can't do that. Ed Wood is just okay. – I mean, I would I move – La- yeah, I was going to say I would move La La Land to okay. the four spot there. And then, um, yeah, I think this evened out really, really well. Yeah. And
2: and, and I got nothing against it. I just haven't seen it. So, mm-hmm. But I, I I presume I will like it. And I know enough about it that I'll, I'll really like it when I eventually see it.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, that wraps everything up for this week. This tier will be published later on this week. Uh, next week, it's a little early, earlier than I expected to start touching on our Best Picture winners. But it's also February where the season of love is here. So we're actually going to look at a romantic comedy in the first Romantic, the first romantic comedy, the first movie to win the big five at the Academy Awards. It happened one night, so that should be a fun discussion next week. Uh, Jack, to everyone, where they can find you.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Letterbox. You can see what all I'm watching, and uh, also all four, all three of us over on the League of Cinephiles. Uh Season four is imminent, and we'll be getting here soon. So check there for movie trivia and movie debates and other fun stuff
0: and hunter
2: uh you can find me at the cinemadispatch.com uh just did reviews for argyle we're having a little bit of a break now until we get into the so fun times in mid-february with Madam webb and the bob marley movie which sure i guess why not uh you can find it the minnesota film critics lines we are announcing our, our award winners for the best of 23 anytime today at some point i'm actually refreshing the website right now we have not announced them yet so we'll hopefully be revealed today
0: and you can find me at the cinematic grill.com on x and instagram and i will be going into the amazon in about a week to review madam web and into probably arrakis to review dune soon so that should be a fun fun month uh until next week see you at the movies guys.